What is up, everybody? <laughs> this is the Comic Vine <laughs> Podcast uh, for the week of Friday, August 24th, 2012. I'm Sarah. I'm here with Tony Guerrero, the editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com, and Corey Schroeders joining us in the studio today. Hey, y'all. How are you? I'm all right. How is Tony? I'm fine. Tony's a prankster today. He is. He's a merry prankster. Every time I leave, he locks the door, <laughs> so I can't come back. <laughs> Pushes the cough button when you're testing. There's no prank. coughing. Uh-huh, it's just sure. like doing this. So like, what, sir? I can't uh, hear you. Uh, what? I can't uh, hear you, sir. No, no, what? I can't hear you. Jerk. <laughs> All right, so let's start. All right, We've got a lot of books to cover. Comic books. Let's start with Batman Incorporated number three. So this Which, came out yeah. a month ago, uh-huh. or so. I remember that book? <laughs> and um, yeah. So this was delayed. I'm gonna have to get into reason why. Um, <laughs> It was... What did you guys think of this? Liked it. It was okay. Yeah. So we got the return of Matches Malone, which yes. is really cool. I do have to say, I, I liked like the opening pages, how it's just talking about how Leviathan is is just digging into Gotham, like just making... So it's like... That's they, not, not, they've got their claws and everything. Yeah, so it's like, this isn't good for, for Batman. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got Matches Malone. Um, one image that I was a little questioning mm-hmm. so when we have this image of of batman and matches malone sure mm-hmm. like there is a bit of a height difference there <laughs> mm-hmm. like how the heck is that possible stilts but yeah. there's like no no mention of it it's like well you know the criminals seems, don't know exactly what batman looks like i know but is that it like just a seems physical little... physical bigger or that, like that's a, like huge difference and a metaphorical like he's well, so much bigger and menacing that, that was kind of how i took it because even on the next panel he's not that much like yeah, still, he's leaning down. He's like, rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> and it's just—it's <laughs> barking. I don't know. It's that just kind of out. Also, but it's I, the return of Bat Cow. So five stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, Corey. Jeez. Oh. Um, I did like this. The the map of all the villains, the web, mm-hmm. Talio's web. Oh yeah. And um, someone brought this up. So there is this image of from the the, the Club of Heroes. So we, we see Batman and Robin and, and all the other, the Batman of all nation. So, you know, we've seen all that. The problem with this image, and that's from like the, the photograph, is Batman's wearing like a regular costume. But five years ago, before Dick Grayson became Robin, he already had like the bat armor. He didn't have this like Adam West almost style <laughs> costume. So it's like, because basically Grant's, you know, He's he's saying like whatever you know everything has happened you yeah. know all the Silver Age stuff is in continuity but it's like is it in continuity because how can all that I mean it's one well, thing to it say was in continuity in that it was an acid trip <laughs> but it's like everything since Christ and Infinite Earths from 1985 you know if, if we're trying to say that's in continuity could, could all of that have happened in five years but then no. now he's including all this other stuff so it is chronally impossible <laughs> so I, but I, I thought that was that was a cool image and. And yeah, and more stuff. But the other problem I had with this, so issue one um, ended with a, a bit of a cliffhanger with someone possibly dying. Mm-hmm. Issue two, no mention whatsoever. The first issue, it's all about Talia. Cool issue, you know, origin story, all that stuff, and 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 drugging Batman and all that. <laughs> I remember that um, discussion. So, and then this issue picks up, and it's it's like already like everyone already everyone knows that or thinks that. Robin's dead. You know, just say that. 
Yeah. And it's like, well, when did where, there's like what happened in between? And and I want to know is like, how does this fit in with like Batman and Robin? You know, I, is, I kind is of taking place before. Is this taking place after? Because it really feels like Morrison's just doing his own thing. And, and DC's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but it's and that's fine. I have no problem trying to do that. But again, it, it says New Fifty Two on a cover. Yeah, and it, you know it is part of it, so it is part of continuity. Well, but that's it's not more than anything else. I so, think. Well, well <laughs> I don't know. I, I just nitpicking. <laughs> the Flash number twelve. Uh, this is Return of Francis Manipole and Brian to the Flash. They've been on a Flash. What are you talking about? They they're the writers. They've been they've written out twelve issues. Yes, Sarah. Okay, Why you give me that I'm look? just I'm just going to be quiet from the, for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, you you meant meant ar- artistic. Lee Wise. Is that what you're talking about? Sarah Lima? Sarah, this is God. Free Jones. Um, one thing that was, I don't know if, if you guys caught, there's a little cameo. Some I can't find it. Maybe I shouldn't. I'm not going to bring it up. There's a um, cool cameo in here from a TV show. I'll just, yeah. just say that. I was going to say, was it the return of now Black Lantern, Dr. Guerrero? No. Not yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got the return. We got the, all the rogues here, so it's really cool. And I've not been keeping up with Flash, and I feel like that is my loss. Jeez, Corey. I know. All right. <laughs> Justice League Dark number twelve. I'm liking this more and more each issue. It's another book that I wish I was keeping up with. Well, that, that's the thing. Um, I wasn't a fan in the beginning. It's and like I, I, I told Sarah, it's like I don't really like. All the characters here, some of them are just like, eh, eh. like even Zatanna. I always like Zatanna. I don't really, she, she's a little different here and mm-hmm. you're not just outfit. Um, and, you know, we got Dead Man who, who feels different from the Dead Man in Brightest Day. And then we got that other guy, John, what's his name? <laughs> Turpentine. That, like, there's always the debate on what his last name is. Um, so it's, it's cool. And then, you know, there's mention of Books of Magic. Um, there's a House of Mystery, Madame Xanadu. So, just lots of cool things happening here. Bringing together all the magic. Yeah, and there's huge, huge mysteries like who's this? And um, I love that they brought Tim Hunter, Timothy Hunter, the books of magic. Mm-hmm. So lots of cool things here. Oh, that's creepy. What? <laughs> What's creepy? Uh, that Spider Woman's breasts are pressed up against this like twelve year old kid. Wait, I didn't see that. <laughs> it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. <laughs> Sorry, this is not drew this. This is not Injustice it's League Dark. Kind of creepy. By the way. <laughs> no, it's not. We did not. Yes, crazy Marvel DC crossover. In I one mean, of I their... guess it's every kid's dream, but still, come on. <laughs> she's just she's getting in close to, to give him. A, it's a, weird. Give him a big old smooch. You can take a look at it yourself. It's creepy, right? Isn't that? I mean, there are other ways you could have drawn. Yeah, that. It, <laughs> I think they're just a little bit. They had to fit it in on, onto the, like the page. There's so much going on, on in those two yeah. pages. Nope. So many different nope. scenes depicted. It looks like it <laughs> they, they were running out of room. They got to, we got to squeeze it. And it's like you know, getting a little closer, getting a little closer. But they don't look like they're connected to her. Actually, now that you mention it. All right, let's talk about the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Since we're already talking about it. No, no. So. Now we're done with Justice League Dark, where Spider Woman kisses this person. So now issue, let's talk about issue six ninety two. Yes. So this is the fiftieth anniversary. Anniversary. Wow. Dance lot. Humberto so Ramos. Three stories and one issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the first two. Was not mm-hmm. crazy about Josh Fialkov's story. Oh, I can't believe you said that. Sorry, Josh. I like yeah. you as a person. I I, th- I like that story. Uh, I actually like that story more than the the second story. I liked the second story more. I the second story was good. 
I think, well, my problem with, with both of those stories here, back to back, is that, I mean, both of them, you can say, you can say, these are really good. These are touching stories. These are important. You know, Spider-Man's a hero, symbolism, all this like that. But then it's like, is that a little corny? <laughs> Which one? The second one? The, the, Either just or. Eat both of them. And both of them together. I oh, think, yeah. They're both it, corny. It's just sure. like, like, okay, you know, so that's, that was the problem. Like, if, if it was one, either one. And then, like some other story or whatever, sure. it's like okay, that that and then, or you know, but it's like having both of them. It's just like it, it almost feels like a bit much. My problem with the second one is it it felt a little too close to like the the kid who collects Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, so it's it, just it like and you know I, I bring up that story all the time. I think it was two forty eight. You love that story. I love that story, and <laughs> so I felt it was it was too similar to that in in some ways. It is, but I I also just feel like they're they're going a little too cornball too often like we just had the the time travel story which <laughs> yeah. was which was kind of corny but like and, and spider-man gets away with it better than most because of of his relatability but yeah i feel like they're they're trying to hammer that point home a little too much lately first story that but, was great yeah first story is great and i actually really did like the it. other two i just kind of hope they take a break for a bit <laughs> so we have a new sidekick <gasps> and his name is spider-man name is alpha oh okay no, Spider-Man's a sidekick. Yeah, Spider-Man is Alpha's oh, sidekick. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so Andy McGuire, and yes, that's a play on Andrew Garfield and and Tobey Maguire, which some people are like, oh, that's that's horrible. It's like, eh, it's whatever. It's not horrible. It's really not. It is corny. Yeah. So his origin is is almost identical to Peter Parker's, and it's it's supposed to be. I mean, that that's except that's that he's just kind of a jerk. Well, that that, that this. I got to be careful with what I say. This is what happens when great responsibility gets into the worst hands. Basically, this is what what this is what what Spider Man could have been. Yeah, you know, we we saw him. You know, in in the beginning, (laughs) and there's been some stories that have explored it more, where you know he went the TV route. You know, he was all about himself, and you know he just wanted to make money and be be popular, famous. Mm -hmm. And then that was the moment when the burglar he ran by, and the the security guy's like, "Stop him!" And he's like, "It's not my job. You don't tell me what to do. I'll do what I want." Mm-hmm. My, my puffy cheesy puffs or whatever i haven't watched that show in forever um and, and then he and then the, the little asian girl and he does yeah so so i mean this is what could have happened to spider-man but then it was uncle yeah, ben could have had mj like <laughs> yeah, that probably and it was uh, no no he couldn't have because she knew he was spider-man she's like eh, i'm gonna stay away we're not even gonna get into this we've already been into that so many times she knew who the, from the day that day she uh-huh. saw him come out and she's like oh uh-huh. he, wow Peter was Spider Man uh-huh. mm-hmm. okay yep it's been it's right. been depicted twice okay so <laughs> so that that's the real real trick and and what makes it worse is this kid's insanely powerful right yeah and, and so stronger they're like like hey Spider Man it's your responsibility you know and part of it's like they're like if if anyone can mentor him. It's Spider-Man, and and I agree in some ways. It's a guy with a completely different power set. (laughs) But that's the whole thing. It's like in Avengers versus X-Men, which you know maybe not everyone's reading. um, Spider-Man has like he really got through to Hope, Hope Summers, and you know because she she's she was willing to to go with the the Avengers, go to Kunlun, but it was like Spider-Man talking because she's like I'm tired of training, doing all this like that, and he's like like dude, you know, great power, great responsibility, and and she's like oh yeah, okay, (laughs) so. It makes sense that because you know, he he's sacrificed so much, you know, his whole life, and he's given up a lot, and it's always been about Aunt May and saving people and doing <coughs> that. And so we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, 
what do you, how do you, how long do you guys think this is going to last? Is I don't this know. a new status quo? No, I think he's like he's he's going to be a villain. Because after fifty years, maybe. I mean, you think about it, fifty years of, spi- of pretty much the same Spider-Man stories. Mm-hmm. So now here, let's do something different. Spider-Man now has a sidekick. That's that's going to be the new direction. I think he's annoying. Well, yeah. he's supposed I thought to the be. story was good. I mean, he's supposed to be annoying, but like he's yeah, he's, he's too jerk. annoying to be like a hero. <laughs> a lot of people like refer to him kind of like an impulse, like Bart Allen. And just that like annoying in your face, like just because he was drawn by know, they're both Bart, drawn by Bart Allen's kind of cute. Like, but but impulse was was really <laughs> annoying, and you know that that was who he was. Mm-hmm. And poor Max Mercury had to had and it was, it's kind of the same thing where where Max was trying. I mean they had similar powers, so that made it easier. But you know he was trying to rein Bart in in those old stories. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of the same thing here. But the the question is if 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 Spider Man is going to be his mentor. And that this kid has no secret identity, right? Which was a problem right there. And the way this ends, and what's going to happen in the next issue, and I'm not saying I know anything about the next issue, <laughs> is it's not going to be good <laughs> if if everyone knows who he is because you know he's being very vocal, very public. And, well, I mean that wasn't even his fault necessarily. That was like Horizon Labs yeah. kind of jumped but, but, all but, over but, and was like, "How would you like to be our spokesman?" But then he's the one that decides, like, "Yeah, I'm going to be a hero." You know, he could just been the commercials for telephones and made money but he wants to go out there and had superpowers yeah but i think think he's just an impressionable kid you know know? he he, could have used his powers publicly at school to impress people and done his commercials but he didn't have to be a crime fighter yeah that's as he you know spider-man's like you stay here and then he goes in and you know does his thing but then so if if spider-man's supposed to be his mentor is he gonna say hey by the way i'm really peter parker or he's gonna say you know you're 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 still a kid. I can't tell you my biggest secret. Yeah. I don't trust you, but we're supposed to have this close relationship, and you know I'm going to mentor you and guide you and everything. But you have to trust me, even though I don't trust you. But then if he does say, "Okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give you this, this some trust. I'm going to tell you who I am," and then the, the kid ends up going the, the wrong way, becoming a villain. Then also, kids do impulsive things. Yeah, like, then he might be, "Oh, Spider Man made me do my homework. I'm going to tell the world who he is." And then yeah, exactly. So. It's going to be interesting. I think it's an interesting dynamic, though. Yeah. And then uh, the, the the villain that shows up on the last page, which I don't want to give away in case it's not public knowledge. I mean, I'm surprised that this, this person's coming back so soon. It's kind of soon. But yeah. it's 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 going to make a mess. Oh, sure. I mean, when he shows up, it's never good. So, I, Vampire, number 12. Woo! I love this book. <laughs> it's just, this book is insane. And I, I love I, I love the art. Oh, damn, Rick and Blair. this this book is just crazy. Um, it's it's got Stormwatch in there, which is interesting. And what Fielkov does here, and I know Sarah doesn't like his writing. Apparently, stop it! I just didn't like that one story. I like Fielkov's writing. He uh, he 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 kind of like takes some things and and he doesn't like shy away from it. Like when he's He's talking about like like storm watches, like what they do, and and the one guy's you know he they're, they're saying like, well, I'm new, don't ask me, and and he kind of like pokes fun at, at things, and just like the whole notion, like what do you think is going to happen when Stormwatch and Andrew Bennett meet up? What what happens when two quote unquote heroes show up? You know, and fight, and they, they they there's a reference to that that you know that's probably what's going to happen, and you know they and there's like other things that that go around that, so you, you get a lot of that. The other thing that that he does is. He he totally mixes things up. Like in the beginning, you know, you had Andrew Bennett and then um, married Queen of Blood, who was like evil, 
you know, and you know, he created her and you know, she was making this army of vampires and then he kind of converts her. And so she's like by his side now. So he totally changes like the dynamic of the book where it's like these two going at it and, you know, it's building the army of vampire. And then here just, there's like other big, huge changes. So he's just flipped things around, you know, <laughs> talking about like changing the status quo, which is using that, that phrase a lot. So it's just like, what's, what's good about this is you, you don't know what's going to happen. And my, my one complaint in the beginning was that, you know, if, if, if they infected like 400 people, turned them all into vampires, it's like, don't you think other people in the DC universe would kind of notice this? It's like, yeah. hmm, this whole town is gone now. What happened? But it, it, so it felt like this wasn't part of the DC universe, but now it's like... They have like some throwaway line about like, oh, don't worry about them it's like really don't worry about the guy who can shoot fire out of his eyes yeah (laughs) so but but then you know we had the guest appearance with batman which was kind of the obligatory appearance and you know that that worked out well you know here we have Stormwatch, and you know we there was a crossover with justice league dark so i kind of do like that it's own in its almost own little corner yeah because that means that they can do whatever they want you know it's it's like if, if you're writing a batman book you're limited with what you can do Sure. You, you can't turn Damien into a vampire or something like that because you know you got to make sure everyone's on the same page. Right. So oh, you could if you reverse it at the end. Yeah. I so remember the, the Blade miniseries opened with Spider-Man being a vampire. Yeah. So I, I really dig that book and, and it's, it's gorgeous art. Mm-hmm. Um, Teen Titans, number 12. I have fallen off of this book and may never return. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're finding out more about Wonder Girl. What what after reading this, what's interesting is there's some some changes with Wonder Girl. You know, this this like isn't this like the same Wonder Girl. You know, she's got this mysterious armor. I don't know if you read any of that like recently, right? No, you know no, this, and you see. It's, but I think I think I've I've been you know obviously keeping up with what's go what we talk about here. Yeah. So so you know she's got this armor, this mysterious armor, all these spikes, and and it's like that's not you know something that she had before. And you know we don't like where where is her mom still an archaeologist? You know where where's that? You don't know anything about that. And you know she was kind of a thief in in the beginning. So. They've they've changed her a little bit, but it's like I'm I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I mean, well, there's no point to doing this big reboot if you keep everything the same. Like, yeah. you may as well update a few things. But then when you you take like Tim Drake and and say, well, Tim was never Robin. That's, he went straight to being Red Robin. That's such semantics at at a certain point. Yeah, like, I, so I, I think it depends on like who the character is and like how much they mean to you. So like you know, I I like the idea of of Wonder Girl. I sure. I, I think. You know she's she's cool. I, but, I still think like as long as you keep the basis of the character, like Tim Drake, they say, or at least Scott Lobdell said last week that he was still a detective. Like he still figured it out. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's fine. Like as long as you're keeping all that, I don't I don't care if he went straight to being Batman. Like <laughs> I don't see. Yeah. So you know I, I've 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 said a bit about the Tim Drake thing. Uh, it's 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 weird because then he wasn't one of the Robins, sure. And and I think that was Scott's thing where he wanted him to kind of stand out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, because like you said, you know, he he was still a detective. He figured it out, but instead of being Robin, he just went straight to being Red Robin. Yeah. With the the five year period, which you know I, I wrote about that earlier. Yeah. Because I there was a, a flashback issue of Nightwing. I think it was like issue four or five. I think it was last October or November. Where it flashback, and I, I guess it, it appears that Dick wasn't Robin until like after Justice League number one. 
That's not good. Which, that doesn't mean it makes sense because, I mean, the, the flashback should have been further back, the Nightwing one. Yeah. It's like, you know, he should have been Robin when he was like maybe, you know, 13, 14, you know, something like that. Yeah. And part of Lobdell's reasoning with this, he was saying that if, if we're talking five years, that's a, that's a short amount of time to have Dick Grayson as Robin, to have Jason Todd as Robin, to have Jason get killed by the Joker, to have Batman mourn him, to have Tim Drake come along, to have Tim become Robin and then Damien. Right. So if, if you look at it like that, yeah, it kind of makes some sense. I'm not happy with it. It makes some sense because Jason died. Batman needs some time to mourn. But if you're cramming it onto five years, like how long was Dick Robin? How long right. was Jason? And all of a sudden he dies and here comes Tim. He's like, okay, you can be Robin now. Right. Like, like yeah, I'm over it. But this is also why I'm maintaining that that five-year thing is like such a, sh- a, a, a weight around their neck. Yeah, then that, that was the, like the focus of my art. <laughs> no, like I they, know. They, it, was, they, they sh- it was a great article. They shouldn't necessary. have done so the only way I, my like there, I don't get like this. This feels like so much the uh, the the Spider Man de aging quote unquote. They're like so afraid for Batman specifically. I think because whatever <clears throat> Superman and Wonder Woman don't age like people do, but they're so afraid of Batman to like hit his mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Like and it's like you can still be active and up and about and a superhero in your mid-30s like garth ennis managed to write 10 amazing volumes of a punisher who was in his 60s and made it believable yeah so it's like they they don't need to be so afraid of having batman hit the big 4-0 like it's he's not going to suddenly be an old man it's not like he's super relatable as it is he's a freaking multi-billionaire yeah what they should have done you know if since they have that five-year period they should have had say because we know and what a lot of people misinterpreted in the, the article i wasn't saying that, like the entire universe or all the superheroes started five years ago that's just when the justice league started so right. yes superman was active before because that's action comics is more than five years ago and we know batman was active before justice league number one because you know they and, heard of him and like hal jordan even knew who he was and we knew hal jordan was active so you know stuff had happened before so what they could have done they could have had dick as robin before that so he could have been robin for two three years something like that and then maybe at at that Five year point when you know Justice League comes on, then maybe that's when Jason came along. Yeah. So if they did that, then you could still have all the Robins can have Jason die, Batman mourn, Tim come along. But if if Dick became Robin in that five period, you know that just kind of that's that's way too compressed. So I don't know. And I mean, did the whole did the whole thing with Azrael happen? Like, was was Batman's back broken? Did I don't know? <laughs> it's like it's too much. I mean, yeah. did, and the new Azrael even. Yeah. Um, so, but the one good thing about, uh, this Teen Titans is, so, so Cassie's going through some stuff and then Tim and Superboy are trying to help her out. You know, Tim tells the other members, they're like, you guys just sit this out. And at first it's like, well, what's the point? You know, if if she's so strong now and she's going through all this stuff, you think you'd want everyone to try to subdue her, but you kind of see... The, the intelligence of Tim where he's he's trying to take a calmer approach, like trying to get through to Cassie saying, I know you're in there, I know you can fight this, where, you know, having too much many people might you know, make it escalate more. Right. But it was it was great to see the three of them together. Cause you know, the whole thing with Superboy, you know, that's been kind of shaky, you know, when he came because, you know, first he was trying to kill them and capture <laughs> right. them and all that. So it was it was good with that. But what I did not like is the story was only like fifteen pages. Really? And, then, and then we had a backup, which continued from the, the DC Universe Presents, the Bart, the Kid oh, Flash, okay. and the, the, the Dinosaur Kids, which I didn't like that so much. I didn't What's like the Dinosaur Kids. What's wrong with Dinosaur Kids? kids? They weren't that interesting. Mm. <laughs> but, so yeah, so you get 15 pages of story. And then 
a continuation. So if you happen to miss that DC Universe Presents and you're like, when dinosaurs walk, what's this? And it says <laughs> epilogue. And so there's that. Punisher number 14. Uh, I love that. Love this book. Holy moly. <laughs> Speaking of Punisher. Did you like this issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was a little let down with the, the, the ending. You were saying that there was like a buildup. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of like the whole thing. So Yeah, I'll I'll I think I see where you're coming from with that, but I, I still So Rachel Cole, the, the way the series starts out, she she's it's her wedding day. You know, she was what a, like a marine or something yes. like that. She's going to get married. The mob thing comes, everyone, her whole family killed her, her husband, fiance's, you know, no, it was her husband because they yes. had to get married. Everyone's killed, so she's got all this anger, she wants to get revenge. So she kind of hooks up with the Punisher and the whole thing is like how far is she going to go? You know, how far is she willing to go with that? And and it just it felt like okay it ended it's like that's it it's like and maybe next issue we'll we'll see more it's like is there a next this issue is, is like ending is that that true at some point is this comic mm-hmm. ending do you know Corey? i don't think so that's are what, they doing war zone that's what month? someone's been telling me been saying because there is a there's I'm a preview for right next, at i've read it in the comments there's a preview for the next issue well, yeah so there is a next issue and and uh, i think they, i think it keeps going isn't is Warzone its own title, or is that... I, I don't know. I mean, with all the Marvel Now stuff, it's like I can't keep track of, like, what's That's still true. continuing, what's getting... Because they haven't really announced... I don't... I Unless there's... I missed it. I don't think I've seen, like, a, a, a official announcement. You know, these books are ending. We know there's a bunch of new books coming. Right. Like, all new X-Men, um, Uncanny Avengers, and all that stuff. But, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it would be a pity to end this book. I feel like this book is picking up a lot of steam, and... But it's also it's, where it's been really consistently great. You know, Punisher's been, you know, having the bandage over his eye yeah. for the longest time. But it's like, next issue, he doesn't anymore. Wow, that's the cover. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. And then um, Chichero, Marco, he tweeted, I just drew my last <laughs> page to Punisher or something like that. Mm. So, I don't know. This this book is so pretty, too. Yeah. The that's, tone. That's a real pity. The art really captures the... Um, but, oh, Chichero didn't do this issue. It's it all it's all Matt Hollingsworth too. Matt yeah. Hollingsworth's colors are just freaking awesome. It's it's like it's I, I hate this word, but it is so evocative. It's gritty without being grim. Mm-hmm. Like it's still it looks like really down to earth and really like messy, but it doesn't like it doesn't just leave you with this feeling of absolute sorrow. Before Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan. This was interesting. Uh, I liked this. Um, because Adam Hughes oh, is yeah. amazing. I think that um, J. Michael Straczynski was able to capture the, the in his dialogue, Captain, or Captain, uh, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan's personality. Oh my God, you just made me realize what a stupid name Captain Manhattan would be. <laughs> As like a really, um, a really intricate, very thoughtful character. Uh, very like self-analytical, very intelligent but um, there was a problem here, which you brought to my attention first, mm-hmm. Tony. And I went back and I, like, I, I looked at, I think it was issue four of Watchmen, the original Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to Comixology. Thanks to Comixology. Making it so easy to just yeah, go back. Yeah, true. So um, the problem was that in the original Watchmen series, it was implied that Dr. Manhattan could see possible futures, but he was bound by predestination. He had no control over what happened to him and he couldn't change anything. So 
um, in Which this is why issue, he didn't stop the Kennedy assassination, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So in this issue, you see that um, he kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. He like so, sees everything. He's like, oh, I'm going to go this way. Yeah. I'm choose so, this adventure. So he. So there's this one line where he says, "Wait, can I see it? That I can. I can grab it really quickly." Um, and it's gorgeous interiors. I, I mean, mean Adam yeah. Hughes, like, it's all wow. cover quality. Like there's not a single corner cut. <laughs> no, that's what I said. He doesn't cut corners, and that's why Adam Hughes takes so long to put a book out. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's so freaking worth it. It's beautiful. So he says. What's in the box? It's all a matter of perspective, and perspectives can be changed with the slightest nudge. And so um, there's a scene where, and you see this in, in The Watchmen too, there's a scene where they're about to go on patrol and they're being uh, paired up. So it's it, it reads as if Dr. Manhattan was originally supposed to be paired up with Rorschach, but he nudges what, like... Wait, paired up? What are you saying? They're going to... Go on patrol. <laughs> but he sort of alters things by nudging it a little, and he winds up with Silk Spectre instead. And so I read it as the implication that he does have the power to control his the outcome of situations. Uh, he, he is able to change things. And that's a pretty big um, digression from his character in the original Watchmen. Well, not to pile on JMS, but the other book that he's writing also has a huge digression, uh, which is that uh, it's pretty well established in, in the original that uh, Dryberg never was, was never mentored by Mason. He just kind of approached him one day and was like, Hey, can I take over the mantle? I've got all these gadgets and you know, I'm going to train myself. And Hollis Mason was like, yeah, sure. And also we're going to become friends. But in this one, it's like, it's almost like Tim Drake. Like he tracks him down. He finds out who he is. He is like directly mentored by him when that directly contradicts what happened, what happened in the original. So um, it's a little weird and it does make me uncomfortable. I mean, I very well could be reading this the wrong way. Um, but what, what the heck? Like, <laughs> I think it's one thing to be like, okay, we're going to publish stories that sort of expand on characters that were established in Watchmen. I didn't think they were going to actually change things, you know? I mean, this is a direct change to a character's origin, and that I sort of have a problem with. It's also kind of sad because I liked that moment, but now that you do mention it, it is kind of weird. But, like, I really liked that that Dr. Manhattan still had, I guess, enough of his humanity left to be kind of petty and to, you know, want to be paired up with the pretty girl. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... But, yeah, now that you're mentioning it in this context, it is kind of like, oh, (laughs) e. So, I don't know. Tony, do you have an opinion? Well, in the ending, that? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was that like immediately jumped out that I, I, you know, you're 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 changing things, and it's like I thought the whole idea is you know they they wanted to kind of stay true to it, and you know not. So it's like, is this something that slipped? Because by? I don't think other books have done that really. Like Minutemen hasn't really done that. Nope. There, there is one other um, um, discrepancy. Um, I think. I don't know if it was in Minutemen or something. There was like a, like a wanted poster for some like before the team had even formed or something like that. Or <laughs> and and then, and there's also the whole thing about you know the comedian supposedly wasn't there like a discrepancy about did he or did he not kill Kennedy? He mentions it in Watchmen as a joke. It's never fully confirmed one way or the other. 
Like know. he's at, he's at the party and someone like mentions <laughs> it and comedians like, ah, just don't ask me where I was that day. <laughs> I don't know. And so I, I always took that too. It, it could have been either way. Like he could just be making a crass joke or he could have or actually done it. he actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like that was left open enough that you can. I mean, you can, you can interpret you can, it can interpret in, in different ways, yeah. but I think that this is a little bit no, more that, serious. That was like canonized. That was like, Because yeah. this is a big this. change to a character, an established character. So, um, so I mean, I guess, yeah. I'm uneasy about that. See, I, I, I might have been a little harsher with that. Like, if I were to review it, I mean, I definitely would take at least a half star off, which we can't do. So, yeah. I, I don't know if maybe I would have given it a four because of that. But I, mean, I understand but the that. Art, I think um, it's I, just depending on how my, nit- I get my problem is that Adam is my favorite artist, mm-hmm. and for him to be doing interiors and and to do it the way that he did, it just really blew me away. Yep. And I will give Straczynski the fact that he did um, he did write the character well, mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't sure if I was reading it that way. The, uh, I mean, if if that implication is really what he meant. Yeah. So, um, and one way or the other, it's a well-written book. Yeah. So, um, and it also, that happened in a different book. The, the whole him switching the card around, which one was that? Cause this is not the first time we've seen that. No, it is the first time we've seen it. Mm-mm. I know for a fact that happened in a different, I think it happened in night owl. In fact, I don't know, which is also written by him. So there we go. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because I remember okay. it has it had Dan or it had Night Owl draw the the card with Silk Spectre on it, and then it changed to Rorschach. Are you sure? I am like ninety nine percent sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to move on. Well, I didn't know that. Then I would have that would have influenced me. Well, but I, I I didn't put that together when I read it then. So yeah, it's but no, but that's like a confirmation of anyway. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Batman: A Dark Knight, number twelve. Did you Gear read Crow? this? I did. Um, so issue 10, I loved issue 10, except for, you know, the, the baby, the hospital baby on the ground floor with the big windows and the car physics. But, um, the last issue was good. Um, this one I liked, but not as much as the others. Um, so we're, we still have Scarecrow and, and he's, you know, messing around. Um, Thomas Wayne is coming off as a bit of a jerk here. So, um, <laughs> so like a flashback or yeah, there, there's some, I mean, cause a lot of it is where basically, um, if you read the last issue, uh, Batman is, is basically captured by Scarecrow. Okay. So, um, but I do have to say this: the first, is there? What do you think of this? This <laughs> double, the two-page spread, page two and three. Is, is that Batman looks a little weird? Okay, yeah. So I thought Batman looked a little weird there. His head is very small. His chest yeah. is huge. Yeah. So I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, the the art aside from that is, and I, I like his Scarecrow. I mean, Scarecrow is like, like Scarecrow looks good, but the perspective yeah. there is a little funky. Um. Who who's that? Tony Daniel? David Finch. Oh, really? Oh, still yeah. Finch. So, um, so there's a lot of you know Batman is is being held captive by Scarecrow and you know he's trying to get the fear in him and all this stuff. So you're getting the flashbacks where there it, you know it's all in Batman's mind and all that. So it, it's interesting. But what has me more concerned, aside from this issue, is um next issue in issue zero. So the little blip for next next month says the truth behind. The death of the Waynes revealed. Oh dear! So that kind of has me worried because, you know, when Scott Snyder was on our podcast, 
you know, like, like was it a year ago, if mm-hmm. not more. I mean, he he was very adamant that um, <coughs> that you know, like he didn't it wasn't was random. He, he wasn't going to change <coughs> their death. My goodness, over there. I know. Sorry. Um, Stop smoking in here. So I'm not smoking. It's setting off the fire alarms constantly. So I don't know if they're gonna. I mean, because because I I felt like there should have been a little something more to just a randomness of. of of the killing because I always thought it was really weird that here you got this burg, this, this thief, this killer, he'll kill Thomas and Martha, but he's not going to kill a kid. You know, he has whatever moral things where I'll, I'll take the lives of these two people, but I can't take the life of a kid. I got that at least some scruples or whatever yet. This kid could possibly identify me and, you know, and, basically throw me in jail well then so, there's something more behind it how does that make it make more sense no i'm just saying it's like well why why was bruce spared you know you know there, it just felt like that there was more than just some random killing but he's gonna let the kid live you know he's an eyewitness you know if, if he can take the life of, of two people taking the life of a kid he's like yeah maybe that's a little harder i mean i've never killed someone so i, uh-huh. I don't know <laughs> um so I, I, it just felt like weird, but I, I get what you're saying. Where it was what it was that you shouldn't change that because you know there's some things you, you shouldn't change. It's just like if you're trying to change like Uncle Ben's right. death, like there's something more to it. So that that's fine, especially with with <clears throat> his parents being sp- spies or something. you know if if they were going to change it, you know having the the, the court of owls involved <laughs> that could have been interesting. You know to, to do something there because we saw that there were seeds or the potential. It could have been that way, but now if. Greg Huritz, who's you know three issues in now, he's if he's going to just come and change things. I mean, I'm hoping that's not the case. Maybe there's something else there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Sorry. Speaking of of like getting away with things, I don't know if I ever mentioned it. Like when when I like hold doors open for people in public place, I always try not to have like my fingerprints left left behind. <laughs> Don't want any record of you having been there. Yeah, look away from cameras. Yeah, yeah. Just never, what never know. What if something bad happens? Yeah. So even like you know, they got the partial print, palm prints. Like, right. Uh, yeah, Tony so I want to hold the door open, but I just make sure like not my fingerprints. <laughs> you never know, man. It's true. Um, Superman number twelve. God. Oof, that's a big sigh. <laughs> now this is like uh, this, this book pissed me off. Oh. I did not like this. Go on, get down with your bad self. Oh my god, it's just you got this stupid alien, who, you know, and it's like what? It's another random alien. So oh, the, the whole story that you know the the there's that Russian submarine and there's you know something happened and they they brought this alien from this other world. They wanted to try to make this weapons alien. He's got this armor. He's like okay, he's kind of like he's got this big tail and everything. He loses the mask. Looks even more ridiculous and. <laughs> I don't know, man. It really feels like they're treading water with Superman. And then the end is like, oh, let's do this. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what Scott Liddell has planned for this, but he better have something planned. Cause <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, a, a, some of the, like the last, some of the last issues weren't that bad. I mean, they, they kind of had, a, like a almost eighties feel to it, you know. It's like okay, yeah, this is kind, of, but it wasn't like great. It's like oh, new fifty two, we got to amp things up. We're gonna do this, you know, do all blah blah blah. This. It's just it's it's been so average mm-hmm. and something like like sub average. It's like blow, especially compared to action comics. Yeah, so it's just like 
And, and you know, I, I hate to, to come down on a book, but just like, oh, my goodness, it's just such a disappointment, I think, is what it is. It's not that it's a horrible issue. You know, it's not, it doesn't have bad art. It doesn't have bad, like, dialogue or anything like that. It's just that's the story. And it's, it's this whole series, it's been, like, nameless alien or villain after another. And it's just like, where, where are you going with this? It's almost <laughs> like the first couple seasons of Smallville, where it was just, like, randomly irradiating Yeah, it's people. just like, eh. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I'm, I'm annoyed by that. But then we have All Star Western number twelve. Oh, damn it! I meant to read this. Sarah Lima. I liked this. Did this you is, know? This is fun. Um, I'm so glad that uh, Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti. I'm not done with this, so I'll give it back. <laughs> uh, Justin Gray and, and Jimmy Palmiotti have decided to bring in Tallulah Black because she's really important in the story. And as much as Jonah Hex says that he doesn't want her around, he does, and it's great. So this is fun. It's a lot of fun. I like the backup story, too. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Right. Secret Avengers, number 30. I love this, too. Love, love, so funny. Love. Yeah. I, these, these books are both funny, actually. Um, I really like Hawkeye in this issue. He's so much fun. And you do, you do get a sense there is a moment where you're like, what? No, he can't let that happen. Yeah. But um, it's, it's so cool. So cool. And uh, Taskmaster. The Master of Tasks. The Master of Tasks. <laughs> he's a, a super corny character, but he's great. He's very book. funny here. He's really funny. I think everyone needs to read that um, <laughs> Taskmaster miniseries. Yes. It's I very, agree. very. I mean, there's things that I didn't like about it. It's like, like you know, we've never seen Taskmaster's face before. But yeah. you, you see it in the miniseries. So, and there's some things that they, they – I for, forgot who wrote that. But yeah, for, uh, Van Lent. Yeah, so there's some things that they kind of established about him. So, and it's just – it's like, whoa, that's cool. But it's like I don't know how I feel about that. But I still think it's it's worth reading. I, I think the whole face thing kind of gets blown out of proportion because it's like what do you expect it to look no, like? No, I'm, I'm just saying that I, – I, that's the thing. It's like I never really expected to look at it. It's like yeah. – it's almost like I don't need to know what, what it looks like. And then sure, by, but- by, by showing – it's like, oh, he's just an average-looking guy. Oh, he's he's a kind of a, a, a comic book good-looking guy. Yeah. It's like – really- I guess, but it's like should he have been all scarred up? No, I, I just don't – it's like just seeing that, it's like that's something I didn't need to see. Kind of like Dr. Manhattan. You couldn't have had the whole <laughs> – nice. You couldn't have had the whole book with just him with the mask on. How no, yeah, because then you wouldn't have the story. But And the story, again, I don't know how he felt about the story. That Like what they, I, I they, they set up. It was tragic. <laughs> and, and it totally changes everything the way you look at him. Mm-hmm. So that's just weird. But, uh, but, I, but I did like it. I'm wondering if that's being kept – like canonical or if they've kind of like forgotten about it. That's because there's really no reference to that. Mm -hmm. And why there's no reference makes sense the way it plays out. I should get that. I wonder if it's in hardcover. Probably not. I don't think so. I think it was only, I I think it was only five issues. So I'd I'd love that in hardcover. Yeah, no, it was really good. I read that recently and yeah, I was, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Number four called it, called the ending, called it. Boom. Tough acting to acting. This was um, this was just okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, that, all that noise, I would have thought like one star, but you gave it three, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, th- it has its moments. Um, it, it didn't quite end the way I wanted. I was, I was like, you know, speaking of Taskmaster, so it's like, okay, yeah. this this could be cool, and then it's like eh. that, that kind of amounted to nothing, considering they've been building to it for three issues. So there's, I mean, obviously with with someone killing the Marvel universe, you know, you 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 know what you're you're walking into. So, but 
it just and then it felt like it just ended. Sure. It's like that's it. And and it's like yeah, they're, maybe they want to do a sequel because there's plenty of other people that haven't been killed, and even like what Deadpool kind of hints at, it's like oh, I'm going to go over here and. Yeah. And and then that ending was just really you got to do that. I, I knew it. It's like I knew they were going to end like it. How many there. times have you done that? And it's like we've seen that, and uh, I don't know. I liked it. I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I, I liked his reference to uh, to Punisher kills the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that, that's why I mean, it gave it a three. It had some moments, but uh, I don't know. There's just some parts where it's just like really. <laughs> so, um, astonishing X Men number fifty three. Uh, <coughs> So this was 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 all right. It was good. Um, we're getting more about like what's going on with with karma. I think this lady's dress is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't know what you think about this That's dress. Not there. great. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. So she's here. Here <laughs> she's. I'm presenting at this this tech conference thing, and right. we got this new stuff, and I'm I'm now okay. Not there's anything wrong with dressing like that. That's sure. absolutely not what I'm saying. You know, there, it's you go to a fancy ball. There's a or time and place. Exactly. For it. So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. But if if you're presenting yourself and you're giving this big speech and this you know tech whatever you know smart talks like that, something you, you a little bit more, more conservative, conservative, so people take you seriously. And then, but when you're wearing something like that, where <laughs> you have to wear a dress that requires double stick tape. <laughs> I mean, you're not J Lo because I mean it, it's you can see Oscars. it's like it's it's form fitting so it's not just like hanging. Not even the Oscars. This is not the like nightclub. Yeah. So I just I I just felt like 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 oh it's a comic book so we gotta have those sticking out everywhere. <laughs> um, I did learn a new word. What's that? Sketchball. Sketchball. Never right, Tony's been using it all morning. All morning. I called you sketchball once. More than once. Well, if the if the word fits. <laughs> Sketchball, Sarah Sketchball Lima. <laughs> Is this going to become the Jerky Boys? <laughs> right. So, so I, I had to look up. I was like, "What the heck is Sketchball?" Like I had no idea. More you know. Um, I'm just not not Urban Dictionary enough. I'm not. Look us up, Sketchball kids, for yeah. fun and. And then this was a cool cool image of that is cool. Iceman. Wow. Because they're like, we need a distraction, <laughs> and so they're like going to the space and it's just like. <laughs> so it's cool. Um. And and Cecilia Ray's I I think she's a cool character so she does stuff and you got Warbird who's again ridiculous outfit but sure. whatever alien culture I'm not sure gonna, alien you know, culture of talk boobs about that. <laughs> um so yeah and there's some cool stuff with Karma and and some like lots of explosions and that so it was good um just weird cover though yeah that's uh, it's a little yeah I mean there's there's bombs involved but not quite like that Venom twenty three <laughs> This another one. That I was like, eh, it's okay. I feel like it's off to a good start. I didn't really think it was off that. Well, part okay, maybe a little unfair. I'm not a Damon Hellstrom fan. Ah, well, maybe, and yeah. I don't know if it's because he's the son of Satan or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, but it's, it's a just bit silly. My my thing is okay. And Sarah didn't read the conclusion yet, so I don't want to get into the, the huge, crazy, shocking ending of the Crime Master and, and sure. all that. So we all that's over. Um, and, For and, now. and and that that, that kind of hung hung on a bit much. It's like okay, because you know they know who Flash Thompson, you know they know his identity, so they're gonna hold it over him. So sometimes that felt like a drag down too much. But at least there's kind of a direction with that. And there's also like Flash Thompson w- working with the was it the army, the government, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he's that. And 
but like that that's done with also so now he's with the secret avengers and they're kind of like keeping them you know keeping tabs on and all that so now i i wonder because we don't have the whole crime master angle all that hook we don't have the the government part where's the series going to go because it's like he's he's on a retcon mission for the secret avengers and hawkeye's like i think it's like, recon not retcon retcon, retcon. <laughs> he's, he's gonna retcon some things there's so many retcons um so he, he re, he's reconnoitering and, and they're like don't engage with the enemy yeah what happens of course he's gonna engage well, with the sure, enemy. And he, he couldn't he couldn't help it he wasn't uh, gonna sit by and watch these people get horribly murdered well, he also it's with his he lost radio contact yeah you know because whatever where he was at it happened so, but it's like, where is this series going to go? Because is he is it going to be constantly going on solo missions for the Secret Avengers? Or are they going to have guests? Because he's still going to be in the Secret Avengers. Sure. And Rick Remender is not writing this anymore, but Rick Remender is still writing Secret Avengers for now. Um, so I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of like that they picked up from Circle of Four. Yeah. There were, there were a couple of loose threads when that ended. I loved the book, don't get me wrong. And then but. there's one thing where what Venom does somewhat, and he like, <laughs> and, and it's like, how did he do that? So yeah, magic. Um, I also like that someone freaking remembers that Venom's one of Venom's weaknesses is fire because I feel like that gets forgotten. Yeah, a no, lot. they've they've used that. Um, the what Jack Lantern guy, I think. Yeah, but yeah. Um, when he he comes across a, like a possessed person, he does something. Um, <laughs> let's see where, what, what page is this on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this yeah, thing yeah. here, and it's like, how, well, that's that's so, yeah, yeah. It's like, how'd you do that? They're definitely leading up yeah. to something. That's not so. I don't. We'll see. <laughs> but but I I don't know because I, I the, in the beginning I really liked it plus I really loved when Tony Moore was drawing it I mean, sure that, that was amazing but so we'll, we'll see um, what else we have uh, Voodoo this is it did I finish this yes no I I was reading this on the ferry Oof, on, on the that's iPad. a great sign <laughs> um, well I mean yeah I, I pulled into the, the dock well um, <laughs> but you didn't resume it <laughs> I had so many things to do this morning. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm I'm still not. Um, what it's going to be? Let's see. Okay, yeah, that was my question. Is like, where is this going to happen after this? So what I will say is, this is not the end of Voodoo. Um, there is still going to be a zero issue. Voodoo is canceled. <coughs> my goodness, don't Sorry. cough into. I'm not. I pity whoever's using that mic <coughs> after you. Get some Lysol. Um, <laughs> hi, Sarah. Uh, so Voodoo is being canceled, but there is a zero issue, and she will appear in another series. <gasps> That's all I'll say. I don't want to spoil it. There's a men because yeah, there's actually a mention earlier on. I was like, hmm, is that where she's going to end up? And it makes sense where. So you can probably maybe figure it out. <laughs> um, we've got Uncanny X Men. Um, America's Got Powers. Been reading that? I haven't. I is it any good? I have not read this one. I feel I like this has been. It. I feel like it got delayed. It, it does feel like it's been a while. Um, and it's I mean, but part is like, so. like, well, the first issue was like forty eight pages. Yeah, for, that's for true. like like three ninety nine or two ninety nine. It was like insane. So um, you got that, especially for Hitch, who is known for taking his time but being totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, you got Invincible, uh, Wolverine, Love Invincible. Holy crap! I haven't. See, I'm behind. I, oh, again, I, I don't know why I'm buying. God, Invincible is so good. I don't know why I'm buying <laughs> the single issues when I'm I'm still need to catch up. And it's like I'm not like setting them aside, so like when I do get caught up, I can start reading. It's right. like I, I should. There, there's been this whole thing where you remember the Flaxons, the, the aliens who age really quickly. Mm-hmm. Robot, uh, robot girl, a uh, robot and monster girl went into their dimension, and then when they came back, there was some tension, and we finally figure out or find out what happened. And oh 
God, it's so freaking good. Mm. Also, all those teasers have me extremely worried. Yeah, everyone's going to die. Because this, this is, is Robert. Kirkman. This yeah. is Kirkman. Yeah. I don't know. That could happen. He's going to kill everyone. <laughs> that could happen. Wolverine annual. So this continues. <laughs> this is your boys. Alan, Alan Davis. So this continues with the Fantastic Four and Daredevil annual with the clandestine. clandestine. I want to um, hate that, but the more I hear it, the better it starts sounding. Um, I, I love... I, I just I love those characters, and again, I I just find it odd because I feel like I'm one of the very few that loves those characters. So it's like, why why are they using? Because I feel like if if you don't know who those characters are, you're gonna be like, who are all these characters? <laughs> that was certainly <laughs> how I felt in Daredevil. Yeah, so it's it's I yeah, so that was cool. Um, Super Crooks number four. Uh, <laughs> there's there's some graphic scenes here. There's like, in a Mark Millar book. You're kidding. There's like a. a <laughs> molecular chainsaw oh like dear this, god this this room was just like it's it's it was key to the guy's like dna so if you try to walk there's like just all these lasers just come up like oh no chop. look at that look at that sarah that is it's disgusting mm. it's like resident evil time for lunch look and there's more on the next page time oh for lunch, really? mm. gross laser hallway you can even see the bones, like 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 a like, like a ham bone or whatever. Gross. You guys are ones throw that, eat, that in a pot. Carcass. Got yourself a stew going. Um, Invincible Iron Man. I haven't read this. Love this too. So this is gonna be weird it's that it's good. ending. I know. I'm sad. Um, because mm-hmm. man, there was a, a a preview for Iron Man, and no one was smiling. You know, Greg Land was drawing it. <laughs> there was no like like. Oh, is Greg Land taking over? Yeah, it's it's oh, Kieran Gillen okay. and Greg Land. I wonder oh, what I, he uses to trace. I can't wait to see redheaded Pamela Anderson Pepper Potts. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultimates. I haven't read this. Does he still either. use Pamela Anderson for a lot of it? Yeah. So this is part of Divided We Fall. Um, really good. Speaking of Divided We Fall, I'm going to jump to the news because we sometimes don't get to the news. But um, Marvel put out a teaser for issue 15 and 16, which is um, coming out next month in mm-hmm. October. The teaser just shows Captain America says the decision that will change the Ultimate Comics universe forever. <gasps> you said that really close to the microphone and it seems even more dramatic. Forever, ever, ever, ever. I'm surprised there's like no echo button on this. Big that oh control my, panel uh, because no one would be able to use it responsibly. There's like so many, but like this other keyboard. There, there's like look how many keyboards are. I got a keyboard in front of me. I got this big panel. I got this gigantic keyboard. There's one, <laughs> two, three, four, and then two more behind me. It's like I don't even know what's going on here. I feel like controlling like nuclear missiles and so. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, things are going to just say nuclear. Going to change nuclear. A nuclear? Nuclear. They're going to change forever here. <laughs> I mean, and they, they've, it's already changed forever. Like, ever since, uh, I guess it was long enough ago that we can talk about what happened. Ultimatum? No, no, even, even after that. Like, the whole Washington, D.C. getting nuked and. No, yeah, that was in, in, in Ultimates, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that was the thing, because in, in um, Ultimate Spider Man. They like mention it. It's like so. If you haven't been reading Ultimates and you're like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. This is divided. No, it's, Paul. It's huge. It's just like it's like wait, what? It's big news. It's like no, you no young Spider Man, you can't or no young Miles Morales, you can't go across town. But he's like, but I got to go. I got an appointment. Yeah. And it's like you have no idea why if you haven't been reading it. So it's like there should have been like a recap page or something. There. Yeah, Ultimates and Ultimate X Men fit together a lot more seamlessly than Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. 
Um, we got, uh, I haven't read this either. New Guardians, Green Lantern. That was good. Uh, let like, me out, I, let me out, let me out. I continue to like Kyle Rayner. I got to read this. Oh, yeah. That, though, that's another, that is another problem. They do the same thing that they did with, with Green Lantern, where it's like, to find out what's happening here, check out Green Lantern. It's like, and they do that in The Flash also. <sighs> and that, I, that was a complaint about The Flash is... I get this whole scheduling thing, and it's like you can't really help it. It's like, you know, I guess what the other thing is, they they could say wait two months because we're interrupting all all series with it. zero issues next month, which right. would suck. But it's like no, you got to read the end. I'd rather have my annual, like the Wolverine annual. I'd rather have it a self contained story because Agreed. if I look at the annual like five years from now, and it's like wait, I need to find issue twelve to go <laughs> along with this. Well, and I mean with Green Lantern Core, it was even worse. It was like. See what happens in the annual, and then they just fast forward to the end of it. So it's like, great. I'm sure the annual is going to be really tense now that I know that everything works out okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brilliant finally came out, issue four. Um, Bendis and Bailey. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, even though there's been such a delay, I still haven't read number three. It's like sitting on my desk. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I read it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Awesome. One of the best cliffhangers I have ever read. <laughs> uh, X Men Legacy. Really good. <laughs> Um, I actually read. I don't have it here. I read um, Firestorm, Fury of Firestorm. Oh yeah, just because um, Daniel Daniel HDR does some of the art, and mm. he's a really nice guy. Um, <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in that because <laughs> uh, I I we got the first few issues and I dropped it because I'm mm. like I don't know what's going on. And then Gail Simone left it and whatever. That's and, right. She started on that. Yeah, her and Ethan Van Skiver. Oh yeah! Ever. Wow. And and then. If there's like these international firestorms. It's like, what the heck? There's all these different fires. And then when they're kind of, it's like, wait, who are you? Because you look almost just like this firestorm. And and here's Ronnie, and here's or it's like, what? And yeah, I, I I read it. I don't. I'm not really sure even what happened. I'm uh, we we didn't talk about Wolverine Normal because that also came out. Oh yeah, that's downstairs too. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's another one. Oof. I don't know what upset me more, that or um <laughs> Superman. Uh, um, what's of- wrong with that? It's retcon <coughs> huge i don't even know if we should say it on a podcast yet i mean maybe uh, it's already out i don't know if it's out it's just uh, i mean it, it's a huge what okay the good thing about it i mean well two, two good things you got this the the simone bianchi art sure which is really great scenes you know I, what i like it's, is he, a couple he, of shots were a bit gratuitous yeah. but i agree but he he does like the big there's like the close-up scene where like mm-hmm. wolverine's going after the redhead which mm-hmm. i thought was a dude with, with, you know the she's a bit mannish um no i thought she was gonna say i'm really a dude oh. and you kiss me <laughs> um so you I, I like that there's there's a variety in the art and you know it's, and it just yeah. looks cool and everything and then they they did away with the the whole lupine yeah you know, and like they just tossed it because it's like it's like that's the thing that, that jeff loves so i was like Okay, Wolverine, you're really a mutant evolved from a wolf. That's right. why you know, like you and Wild Child and Saber Tooth. Kind of his original idea, wasn't that like Len Wayne's original? Well, yeah, idea yeah. Originally, or that that's what they were going to do. Was that where, debunked? Did he like come out and say like I never had that idea? Well, that that's the story. That supposedly Wolverine originally was going to be a mutated <laughs> Wolverine or something right. like that. I didn't buy. I I like ignored that whole thing. I'm just like, no, I don't care. No, yeah. It's like you're not evolved from you know, these wolf people and stuff like that. Lupine. So. They um did away with that apparently, it, like really really casual. And they're too. like yeah, like yeah that was that was a lie we we're messing yeah. with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, like, it's like ah gotcha April yeah. Fools you should have checked the date. So when we said that. so now uh, where I'm I'm, I'm not dwelling too much about the the last page retcon thing. 
because this it could be this another yeah it could see and that's the problem now they've set this precedent of like the next issue just being like ah just kidding so yeah i don't know um, the book is really schizophrenic mm-hmm. um is there anything else that came out what else came out Fatal. oh there's a the nah, that was last week wasn't it last week you reviewed it last week not this week did i i, I think, think so, so. It wasn't just my mind. I'm losing there my is mind. A, <laughs> losing it. Where is my mind? Um, there is a Darth Vader ghost prison. Oh, yeah, that was good. That um, was great. There was a, by the second. a Lobster Johnson. That was good. Not great. There was um, Rocketeer Cargo. Where, how how do we not bring all right these comics here. up? Oh, you do have it. That's why. <gasps> Sorry. Okay. So, dun, dun, also, uh, Captain America and Namor. Mark Wade and, and Chris <laughs> Somney did Rocketeer. Yeah, I have to read that. So that sounds awesome. It's 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 those two. It's good. Um, <clears throat> it just it it stinks that it's a single issue. I mean, or that this is you know because you got to wait for the next issue. So right. this it's like the way it ends. It's it's kind of a cliffhanger, but it's not like a huge. It's kind of like like <laughs> like really we're, like we ran out of pages, and it's like now you got to wait, and so. It, that's unfortunate because some stuff happens, but there's like, n- like what is a cargo doom? You don't really know. You get a glimpse and you get some tease, but there's not like a true, like hardcore villain or nemesis. I mean, there's this one like government dude. It's like a pain in the ass, but it's like not really like true. I think actually adventure time came <laughs> out this you. week. Oh yeah. Event events downstairs too. Yeah. Um, that, that book's great. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very, they get the tone very right. Um. So, is there anything else? I think those are all good. The books. Unless we want to talk about Archie, <laughs> uh, it's the gender switch yeah. issue. Oh, that came out this week. Yeah. Um, I I did not read that issue. Um, I think we'll go to questions because we always run out of time. Oh, no news. Weren't you just saying how we always we never do the news? Oh, well, we sh- maybe we'll get to it. I don't. <laughs> there's not like a ton of questions. Hmm. Um, that is that we is covered, unusual. We covered all the backed up stuff last. Well, week. there yeah. there's that, and um, <laughs> usually like in the morning, I I kind of like remind people like, hey, ask us questions. So I kind of didn't do that this morning. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, but we, we still got a bunch of um, emails, sure. questions. So okay. this is from Derek Brunel. Um, hi, Tony, Sarah, and Corey, and possibly James. Well, people need to. James is pretty much only going to be here. Hopefully, the the Friday after Earth Two comes out, because you know, unfortunately, he he's got to work or do something, <laughs> go to the gym and sell out, do something. Working, he he can't come in every week. Working for a living, he can only handle us one once a month. <laughs> Making um, okay. So, are any of you reading Age of Apocalypse? Yes, I am. I kind of am, but uh, I stopped. Yeah. Okay, because Derek is really enjoying it. I think it's very clever, but barely anyone is talking about it online. Although when they do talk about it, they sing the book praises. It's kind of like a Marvel Batman family book set in dystopic future. Weirdly works. I would disagree. It's not. I I feel like it's not very Bat family ish. I think it's. um, I think it's X Men family. Yeah, to some extent. I mean, but it's it's more like. I actually can't think of another book to compare it to, but yeah, it's like a very like ragtag sort of guerrilla tactics. Like they're, they're up against these vastly superior forces. So they yeah. have to, they have to use their wits. I want to read it, but it's like, something's kind of like, 
hold me back. I mean, maybe I should just dig up the issues, gather them up. I mean, part of it, it's a little bit gimmicky that, like, here are all these villains who are now heroes because of circumstance. It's like William Stryker is, is like, you know, a hero. Yeah. I, I don't like how, world. like, they lost, like, like, Jean lost her powers. Yeah, uh, Jean and Sabretooth, actually. Yeah, and it's, it's weird, like, right after Jean's appearance in X-Force... Right. And then now she's there and she's got no powers. and Yeah, that, that that took something away from the book, but they might find a way to repower yeah. her. But it's also interesting to like now see her have to train for combat without her powers. Yeah. I should read it because I like Jean Grey. I was, I was kind of hoping that it's like, well, maybe this Jean Grey will stay in the Marvel Universe. And mm-hmm. that could be the return of Jean Grey that like, you know, some people want. Yeah. And so we got Nightcrawler, which is, is fine. Still good. Yeah, he's good. Okay, number two, finding it really hard to respect the Avengers these days, especially um, Tony Stark after he, he set up the Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay-style prison civil war. Also, the billions of lives that were lost as a result of Vulcan, Scarlet Witch, Hulk, and the Cancerverse are all traceable <laughs> back to decisions he made, but he doesn't accept responsibility. Wait, what? What, what? How, did, how can you blame him for the Cancerverse? I don't know. <laughs> Because he's Tony Stark. Anyone who was reading the X-Books post-decimation also knows that Scarlet Witch killed a huge amount of kids directly and indirectly with M-Day. As a mother, I would think it would be important to her to give her victims and families answers. Which she did want to do that. Yeah. In Children's Crusade, she wanted to answer yeah, for it. read Children's Crusade. And they're, like, they're like, like, no, they'll, they'll destroy you, they'll kill you. Yeah, and, and also you were insane at the time. Um, do you guys have the same issues with them? They seem... They just don't seem like heroes to me anymore. All this moral ambiguity seems contrary to the concept of the Avengers. Um, well, that that's the whole thing. It's it's it bothers me when someone's like was possessed or something like that. It's like yeah, because that's that's what I wonder what's going to happen with Cyclops. Is he surviving Avengers versus X Men? Because <laughs> there there's someone on the that Uncanny Avengers cover has like a weird visor. It's more kind of like in a V shape. So mm. is that Cyclops? Why, why the new visor? Could be. Could he survive all this? Is like, okay, I was, I was possessed by the power of the Phoenix force. So that's why I was a jerk to everyone. He was kind of a jerk before that. Though. Yeah. But this is like, I, like. I mean, he's been yeah getting jerkier. I, I really, really, cause I feel like they're going to kill one or the other. And I'm not speaking with any foreknowledge. So if I turn out to be right about this, don't complain about how I spoiled this. Cause I, I'm purely speculating that either Scott or Emma are going to die. And I feel like it's going to be Emma. She's not. Because she, <laughs> if, if that is Scott, he's going to appear. There's been no appearance of, of Emma anywhere. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of why I feel that way. But so, um, I really hope they don't. I feel like she's such an interesting character. Also, she's a great love interest for him because of their whole dynamic. I, I feel like, I don't know. And plus, when young Jean Grey comes, that's she's probably going to be like, Man, I look. I'm, I am old now. Yeah. Here's this young, hot. Well, I guess she's underage. I was gonna say if they start dating, that's gonna be really creepy. Hey, I guess it depends how old she is. Also, I feel like Jean Grey is so flipping vanilla. <laughs> I don't know. What's wrong with vanilla? I got a vanilla in my freezer at home. Sure, French if you van- like vanilla, that's French fine. vanilla. My mom or some my people mom. like crazy Ben and Jerry's flavors. <laughs> my my wife, I had some ice cream the other day, like after my daughter went to bed, and mm-hmm. and my 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 wife looks at me. She's like, "Did you put sprinkles on there?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I was like, we were out of magic shell. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell my daughter I had ice cream. She didn't know about it. And then the other day, she's like, yeah, we had ice cream. She's like, mom bought ice cream. I was like, no, she didn't. I bought the ice cream. <laughs> I bought the bigger size, too, because it's a better deal at Trader Joe's. There you go. Um, Derek also says, P.S. last week, question mark, I meant that James had Wonder Woman as a daughter of Mercury on Earth, too. 
He called her daughter in Earth 2 number 1. I thought it was weird that she's a daughter of Zeus in one reality and a daughter of his son in another. Either way, I'm enjoying both series. I wouldn't have gotten in WW if you guys hadn't kept talking it up. He got <laughs> in, he got into Wonder Woman. Damn. What do you think about that, Sarah? I don't know. She's daughter of Zeus, daughter of Mercury in Earth 2. Um, Wonder Woman is not the daughter of Mercury in Earth 2. Well, he, according to Derek, um, he called her daughter in Earth 2 number 1. Don't call me daughter. I was thinking that exact same thing. Eddie Vedder. Um, yeah. Don't call Eddie Vedder daughter. No, no, no. I don't understand. So He's saying that in Earth 2 number 1, which I don't have in front of me, that um, <coughs> Mercury on Earth 2 said that called her daughter. Yeah, they call they call them daughters of daughters of the gods. Like I think it's just like a, a term that the oh. gods use when they speak to. Like when you say, "Hey, brother." <laughs> no, it's like, like that's not the first time <clears throat> that I've read that, like a god referring to an am like the Amazons as daughters. Like it's just a thing. It's like a title almost. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that Mercury is her father. I think he's just a god. Doesn't she have the traditional origin in Earth 2? <laughs> her like origin has not play? been revealed. We'll oh, find Earth out next two. month. Maybe. There it is. Darth Vader is her father. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Um, Travis Gibson, what do you guys think a Harry Potter comic would be like? So this is, we brought it up last week, like where I said, I'm surprised he never did one. I'm surprised, yeah. especially... If Harry Potter is Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers is DC, it's like I'm surprised. You know, they'll they'll I'm do it. Sure, Growling still owns the rights to. But still, they could say, time. "Hey, let's let's expand on this. Let's just do comic adaptations. <laughs> We're not really changing anything." You know. Yeah, I feel like um, it's too late for that now. Like, now nah, people still do it. But like for that specifically, for like an adaptation, like you could tell side stories. I think that would be interesting. You can like, do both at the same time. What else is going on on that campus that isn't centered around Harry Potter? Um, Travis says, I, I see it being like Wolverine and the X-Men and would pick it up immediately. I would just love to see my favorite Harry Potter characters go on wacky adventures. You know there wouldn't ever be a normal day in school full of magic. You could just do so much with this franchise in comics format. That's true. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just... <laughs> Don't know what my I'm point not is. such a huge fan of Harry Potter, so Psh. I mean that's cool, but you know my daughter's like so into it, but she still hasn't seen the last, <gasps> the final. Has she read the last book? No. <gasps> We're gonna, like, yeah, it might be too heavy, too dark. Yeah, I don't know if she's she wants to see that. Dark I mean, it's sided. just it's yeah. There's a lot of bad, kind of sad. Sure, some bad happens. stuff happens. Um, Bill Pengelly. Hey guys, love the podcast and the site. My friends and I have been using it for all our comic queries for a fair few years now. Thanks. Well, I have a question. I live in Australia, so getting comics is a little hard, but this has led to my dream of opening a comic book store. I have a business background, and money is not a problem. <laughs> nice. Fuck you. What I need to know is where I would order them from and general tips for running it. I don't know about overseas. If yeah, Diamond- actually. Because I would imagine Diamond has nothing to do with outside yeah, the U.S. You might want to look up and 
perhaps even get in touch with Diamond. They might be able to at least steer you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They might there might even be like a Diamond International account. Yeah, or something Google like that. Diamond previews or something like that. Yeah. I, I forget. Diamond I always forget comics distributors. What what yeah what they're what if it's, if it's like previews world or previews dot com or Diamond. I look them up. Anyway, um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a good place to start. Um, or try to if if there is another comic store somewhere. And yeah. if, if they're willing to, to say, hey, where do you get your comics from? And they might be like, shut up. Yeah, exactly. I'm the only comic store in this continent. Oi. Oi, oi. Remember, also, remember Jacko? Jacko. I don't know if you guys you guys are probably too young. No. He was um, this Australian dude that was for like Energizer. It was like before the, the, the Pink Bunny. Wow. Yeah, no, I he, remember. He, he kind of looked like, like Popeye. And really? he's like, I only oi. remember the Pink Bunny. Yeah, me too. Google. Um, <laughs> I wonder if I can find that. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, like if if there's another comic book store anywhere nearby, like just even going there to check out like how they've got it formatted and what you maybe want to do similarly or differently would be a good idea. I wonder um, how many comic stores there are. Like, wh- what part of Australia? Yeah, is this guy from? So I wonder. <laughs> All right, let's see. <laughs> um, you know, we won't be able to see even if you do look up Jacko. Jacko, Jacko. Oh. Hi. That's loud in my ear. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Sarah, I really wish you could hear this. I'm good. Uh, he didn't say oi in this one. It's probably at the end. There you oh, go. Yeah. Wow, that sounded that was a poor quality. You are yeah, also really loud. <laughs> Oi. That was pretty poor quality. <laughs> pretty poor quality. You didn't even hear it. Did you hear it? Sure at the end. Oh. Um Yeah, so there you go. I yeah, I just used used the internet. It's more and, like a traditional business than you might think. That's what I feel like a lot of people make the mistake of assuming that it's like you have to be like kind of crazy or kinda like out there, but like really just treat it like any other business. Except for the fact that ordering comics is like comics are uh, sort of innately have a built-in shelf life that is much shorter than a lot of other products. Yeah, Travis Pratt says I asked a question on last week's show about your favorite comic shops. Tony answered Isotope, and I hope to go there soon to really see what the place is all about. I said Sarah and Corey had already answered this question, and because they didn't remember when. It was on a podcast on March 2nd this year when Tony was in Disneyland at the time. They'll probably remember my name, SPDYLVR87, Spidey Lover 87. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm, sure. This question <laughs> is for all three sure. or four. There's only three of you. Who is your absolute favorite comic book character in comics right now and why? Right now? Right now. Oh, right now. That is a hard question. Like, what title featuring that character do you look forward to reading the most every month? I don't know. Mine is dead. Oh. He just Jean died. Grey? Who just died? Spoilers. Who just died? Can't answer that question. <gasps> Brew. I look forward to reading Brew Aww. every single month. Little he bugger. is the most adorable alien ever. I His think. glasses. Mm-hmm. His little suit. <laughs> Pretty adorable. I like dupe better than brew. You like who? Dupe. Okay. And I'm gonna I, go with uh, Alan the Alien in Invincible. Um, I'm. Would see what, what if I say Batman? I look you forward can say to reading Batman. Scott Snyder's Batman. That's month. fine. That's fair. I do yeah, too. What's wrong with that? I would say Madman, but he's not in any comics now. Like Allred. Talking to you. 
Um, if if different, who is your favorite comic character ever and why? Which uh, I would say Madman. Cassandra Kane. Who's that? Good question. I don't Some know lady. who is. Oh, wait. She never existed. Oh. Never mind. Yeah. Ever? I don't know. Like That's, that's actually <laughs> really tough mm. for me. <laughs> What's know. really tough? To answering my favorite character ever. I really like Thanos. I know it's a weird answer because he's a bad guy, but I really love him. <laughs> I think mm. he's a great character, especially lately, and especially with the Thanos imperative. And that reveals a lot because the character you like is the character you most want to be like. <gasps> Sarah, because Sarah totally wants to be Cassandra Kane. I, I totally be, would love to be Cassandra Kane. Yeah, yeah, I want to so be an intergalactic. You want to be Thanos <laughs> and have like a scroll chin. Yep, have a scroll chin, but not be a scroll. Grant Major. Hey guys. I've been. I should do like voices for each different. Pen. I've been. I have been picking comics up over the last seven months, including Batman, Saga, and Swamp Thing. And last week, I saw an old movie poster on a wall from Swamp Thing movie way oh. back in the eighties. Oh god! I just wondered if you'd ever seen this, and was it worth picking up? Parts of it, and no. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about because I wiped it from my memory. It's real. It's like made for TV quality. I can imagine the special effects are out of this world. <laughs> Yeah, it's um it usually pops up like on like TBS or USA. Yeah, or like sometimes. Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. And try to avoid it. it yeah, I, 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 really I mean I guess it's, it's it was, didn't it spin off into a TV series I then? I think so. Yeah. So I mean I haven't watched it since it could be interesting. I have a question. <clears throat> Do you, you think send, a, send an email to podcast at comicmind.com ha, and I'll ha, get to it ha. maybe this week. Um, do you think that Greg Land reads the comments about him on the internet? Oh, he's got to know. He may not read all of them, but I'm sure he he's heard something. Because there are entire blogs dedicated to how bad of an oh, artist sure. he is. Yeah, well, I'm there sure. Are ones he, dedicated to Life too. Yeah. I just I just looked at some uh, some convention sketches of his, mm-hmm. and it's like so different than what you see in the comic book. If he's not photo reffing naked people, it's <laughs> it turns out different is what you're talking. I'm sure he's he's got to know, and he's probably like. Look at this check, suckers. Yeah, exactly. He's, laughing he's all going the way to bank. the bank, and you know he's he's he did you know all the X Men issues, and he's he's doing Iron Man. I don't get like how does he have a job? <laughs> Some people like that. So there's people that that, that are that Greg really Land fans. like him. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they like the source material too. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I mean, what? And you know, it's just like. You know, like like Mike Mignola, I wasn't the biggest Mike Mignola fan when he first started. And and his his style has changed a tiny bit. But, you know, and there's other people that love him. Same with Howard Shaken. You know, people, there's people that really love his stuff. So it's... When Howard Shaken's doing his own stuff, I find that I enjoy it a lot more than when he's doing superhero stuff. So it's each their own, I guess. Back to Grant. <laughs> sure. What do you think the possibilities of having <laughs> one of my new... I think that was the voice he's... New favorite... Where is he called? British yeah, style yeah. comic characters ever spark up in a movie again in the future are oh so I was talking about Swamp Thing oh. as long as the actor doesn't have an allergic reaction to green body paint <laughs> you could have anyone play Swampy and save big Hollywood bucks <laughs> could you also suggest some old Swamp Thing arcs to pick up I heard the old Alan Moore runs were awesome yup yeah. <laughs> those hold up remarkably well I can't believe he's one of your favorite characters and you haven't read that stuff yeah. it's interesting because um, like Alan Moore written him um grant morrison mm-hmm. brian k vaughn mark miller yep it's like everyone all the cool people scott snyder yep um, there's been a lot a lot of like good good runs yeah he's a great character I, I feel like until very recently he was kind of underutilized like he's he's a really interesting character um i did a uh an article like right when swamp thing was announced as coming back 
And I, I kind of did a run through like the different points in his history. Sure. So, um, looked at it, like do an article search on comic vine for like uh, <laughs> something about like the different swamp things. Like, cause I mean, basically there are, you can say there's like different versions of swamp things. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like Alan Moore's one who said it like that wasn't really Alec Holland and right he made so, him sort of a god <laughs> yeah so there's lots of things um can you suggest oh yeah I said that thanks guys loving the podcast Grant Major UK oh, your voice there Grant he's from the UK <laughs> P.S. how many chin-ups a week is Sarah doing on that bar she put a photo of on Instagram uh lots damn thank Been you in shape. thank you getting buff a lot that's right you're probably standing on a chair or something no dude not no chair no chair I thought you don't put pictures of yourself on Instagram. I don't. Mm-hmm, sir. <laughs> and PPS, Corey photo. <laughs> Teasing. You have an Instagram? Corey? I don't. I don't. I don't really put photos on the interwebs. He's got to protect his my secret identity. I have to protect it for the people that I care about. You know, I do have a, a picture of you, but it's a little blurry. Mm. It was from at Image Expo. Oh, okay. Oh, that's I, right. I kind of yeah, snuck yeah, yeah, up yeah. on you when you were like putting T-shirts away or something you like did. that. But it, it was an action shot. So. Yeah. So. I need to protect my family and the people that I care about. No one must ever know my identity. All right, let's go. Dave McPhail. <laughs> Hi, Tony, Sarah, and Corey. With oh. the relaunch of several key Marvel titles incoming, I was disappointed to see no sign of Ghost Rider, who has long mm-hmm. been a favorite of mine. A lot of favorites. Um, it was hinted at during... The last issue of the run with Alejandra as a, mm-hmm. the writer that Blaze would now be the writer again and Alejandra would return as an enemy in some future arc. Do you think we have seen the last of the series? Have the movies killed off the franchise or is a heavy metal looking superhero just not what the cool kids are into now? Yeah, the movies didn't kill off the franchise. No. like, But yeah, Ghost Rider just he hasn't sold for some reason. He can't get off the ground even though that that Daniel Way uh, Texaria arc was or run was amazing. It was it mm-hmm. was some of the best writing I've I've seen for that character. Yeah, I don't but know. Yeah, I really liked the the I really liked Alejandra as the writer. I was actually kind of disappointed to see them backpedal on that so so quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I really like seeing her in Circle of Four. But yeah, it's for some for whatever reason. Number two, there, there's abs- it, but there's no way that the character's done. Like they will bring back the series in some form at some point. With Deadpool currently working his way through and murdering the inhabitants of the Marvel universe, is it just me who thinks it would be cool to see him take out everyone in a DC universe in a crossover? <laughs> I know it's unlikely to happen, but it would be entertaining to say the least. It's less than unlikely, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think these these um, kill the universe stories have to be used sparingly. Yeah, I don't think DC would ever let a Marvel character no. just wipe out their universe any more than Marvel would let a DC character. But even if, like, DC did one with, like, yeah. Stroker, you know. Yeah. It's like, that would be who it would have to be, wouldn't it? It's like, I, I just, I don't like them all the time. Lastly, just wanted to give a shout-out to my local comic book store, Forbidden Planet Glasgow. Ooh. They get In a Scotland? lot of... What? In Scotland? I don't know, I guess. I. They get a lot of <laughs> stick... For being part of a big chain, but the guys and girls working there have always done right by me. I've heard even going the extra thing. mile to get me those missing issues. They get a lot of stick. They get a lot of stick. What's that? They get a lot of stick. I think it's it's probably European slang for crap <laughs> or guff. No, but I, I, I've heard really good things about the Forbidden Planet chain of. They get a lot of stick from Sarah. 
What's that mean, sir? We're starting rumors, man. I don't know what that means. One after the other. He's feisty today. Yeah. Something's up. Sketchballs. Both of you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Cagado from the forums, Thanks, a.k.a. Rubberneck. Dave. That doesn't make sense, Corey. Oh. I'm going to be a jerky boy, too. Um, uh, so wait, who was that? That was Dave. Okay. Let's go back. So we got another Dave. <laughs> Dave, her... Dave is here, man. Dave's not here. Who? Um, <laughs> hi, Sarah, G-Man, Corey, and if you're there, James. I don't have a real name in this one. Nope. Um, just want to say hi and that I absolutely love your podcast. Just like each Wednesday when certain when certain of my books are always top of the stack reads of the podcast, I listen to at work each week. You guys are always a Monday listen. Well, thanks. Anyhow, my question revolves around which of the Marvel Now titles do you think a primarily dc person looking to add a couple of books should consider trying out first uncanny avengers and deadpool i'm just gonna say right off the bat uh daniel way is on x-force now right Ooh, um that could be cool yeah that's what i thought what about mark wade and little francis (laughs) you on hulk what about uh matt fraction and Mark Bigley. Mark Bigley. And Fantastic and Four. That, yeah. yeah. Fraction and Honestly, I kind of feel like a lot of the Marvel Now titles would serve you well. Um, and um, Jason although Aaron I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for that. that because which one? I, which one? I liked Kieran Gillen's Thor so much. And then Matt Fraction took over and I was like, eh, it was just okay. Right? I've been loving Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four. So yeah. I'm... But Jonathan Hickman writes some really like cranial stuff mm-hmm. and i wonder if matt fraction can do the same well matt fraction's been doing like big time research he's been going into like all the archives and stuff he even has a mattastic four twitter <laughs> account mattastic four. Oh boy mattastic is that mattastic four yes okay mattastic four i mean at twitter i mean it's it's one thing to uh do a lot of research it's a whole other to be able to write Reed Richards as an intelligent character. I don't think it without needs to be, dumbing around like down all the other characters that support him. I don't think it needs to be that <laughs> cerebral though, because I mean he was always smart I, I and always talking big words, but it's not like 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 Hickman's Shield series, which like what was going on there half the times. I, I think that that's the only thing that separates the Fantastic Four from every other superhero team is that they're a little bit more science fictiony. Yeah. And that's something that Hickman does extremely well. So I, I well, that's agree. what I mean. Like, yeah, like, I think he, doing he a great did a job. good job. So. The problem with Fraction on Thor, I feel like, is that Fraction kind of comes from the like Aaron Sorkin, David Mamet school of like everybody talks real fast, everybody's a little bit clever, and that kind of doesn't work with Thor. I feel like that's exactly, and that's exactly why his Hawk Hawkeye is so good. Exactly, and also why his <laughs> Iron Man is so good. And so, yeah, like it, it definitely works on certain books, but not so much. on. Anyway, those. we're not really answering the yeah, question. Yeah, we didn't answer. We just said like read everything. Pretty much all of them, yeah. Um, I'm currently reading about 40 books a month, mainly DC and wow. some image, but I've been trying to keep my toes in a Marvel waters too. So as- I, I, I was talking to you about this this morning, Tony, how I think Marvel's been doing better than DC lately. In terms of quality? In terms of books that I like to read, book, mm-hmm. books that I look forward to. And I was a DC girl forever. And now I feel less and less uh, excited about a lot of the DC books I used to be excited about. I, I agree, actually. And I think New 52 like came out of the gate with a bang. They had a lot of great titles, and I, so many of them have just 
taken to like aimlessly meandering. And I know I use, again, I use that phrase meandering a lot, but it so perfectly describes so many of, of the new 52 titles. Hmm. As Mark Wade's current Daredevil run is one of my absolute favorite books right now, picking yes. up his Hulk book is a no brainer. Um, I've never read a Deadpool book, but from the discussions you all have had a comedic take like that, may be something interesting to try. I've tended to avoid the X books mainly because of 4 million or so characters <laughs> and extremely complex history that they have seems intimidating to get a grasp on, but I've really been loving Bendis on ultimate Spider-Man. So maybe something like all new X-Men would be something worth trying. Def- I, that, I would say yes. Sarah's like, maybe. And all I, I'm, I may be on all new X-Men just yeah. because I, I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, X-Force though. X-Force doesn't like get into like, all the other X Men. No. It's, it's just small core group, so you might be able to read that even too. before even before it went uncanny. Yeah, like with with the Wolverine X twenty three Warpath. Well, team. I I'm, I I think he's talking about new sure. Marvel Now books. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, good point. Hickman on Avengers seems like it could be interesting, <laughs> but with the monthly budget already being pretty up there, another Marvel double ship thing might make that a pass for me what are your thoughts on a couple oh, of pickups? i love hickman i'll yeah. start reading i, I, I think what it comes writing. down to is you need to look at um what cre- i mean a lot of it is about the creators i mean that's what a lot of the, the changes are is like you know who's writing what so i think you kind of need to look at what creators you really love or um what characters you find really appealing and maybe you, you try to skimp the first month you, you know try the first issues of each thing and and you know if you have any friends, you can you read their copies or flip through some at the comic store if, if they won't yell at you um, <laughs> that it's not a lending library or something like that. Um, do they do that? I would do that. Like, we don't. <laughs> you can't read comic books. I don't want if, – if, if I'm all concerned about condition of a comic, I don't want to buy a comic that's been flipped through. Sure. Fair enough. So – I mean, I don't think you should be reading comics at the comic store. Cause Tony, you make a very good point, though. So I, I would say do your best to try to, you know, just try to dabble, you know, try everything and then see what um, sparks your interest. Cause like, I love Rick Remender, so I'll follow him, but I will continue reading X-Force. Mm-hmm. Hey, sir, do you know I interviewed Rick Remender? Yeah. One time. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Man, I'm out of here in about two seconds. Really? Then he'll lock the door behind you. <laughs> I don't care. Um, Derek Brunel, not really a question, more of a suggestion. Not sure if you're listening to them, but Kieran Gillen is doing a podcast with creators about books they're releasing. Really entertaining. He's done five or so with Jason Aaron, Matt Fraction, and David Aja, mm-hmm. Kelly Sue DeConnick, James Asmus, and Tim Seeley and Mike Norton. Um, no, you guys... We're really digging Hawkeye and the guy that says bro in the issue. <laughs> in the podcast, you'll find out who in comics that's based on. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Mm. Of course, you don't include the name of the podcast. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> I guess you can just... I'm sure it'll be easy to find. Yeah, find look up it. Kieran Gillen podcast, I would think. Oh, no, I went the wrong way. Um, oh, no. So that was Derek. Um, Stuart Wah, Wah. Oh, yeah, like Charlie Brown. Um, dear Comic Bond crew, something has been bothering me about Cyborg and his place in the New 52 since the beginning. I remember hearing statements from DC denying allegations that he was placed on a team merely for diversity reasons, that they generally thought he was a good fit for the book, etc. 
Something about their claims just didn't ring true to me, and after thinking about it, I realized why. Out of all the characters who are a member of the Justice League, Cyborg is the only one without a solo series. If DC wanted people to take Cyborg seriously as a member of the Big Seven, why was he not given a solo series like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, and Aquaman? Heck, Batman has five monthlies. Can he not spare one? Six or seven now. And more importantly, as we are now approaching the third wave of new titles, why has he still not been given one? Surely he has more name recognition than many of the characters starring in DC's other 52 titles, if for no other reason than he is now a member of the Justice League. DC has tried and failed with other series starring black superheroes, like, i.e. Mr. Terrific and Static Shock. So why has Cyborg been ignored so far in this regard? Personally, I think Cyborg would do great in a sci-fi heavy solo series, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. What are your thoughts on this issue, and what do you think the chances are of Cyborg getting his own solo series anytime soon? Well, um, I think that we might see some books being canceled at DC, so the chances might be pretty good, right? I think it's, it's going to be a little while before they're canceled again, because the next whatever third wave we're on, mm-hmm. that's starting in September. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to... I'm thinking maybe run to issue 16. That's my prediction. That maybe we'll see some cancellations. There. I I agree with dude that it's insane that he doesn't already have mm-hmm. his own solo series. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, but, but the other thing, I mean, it makes sense from you know a lot of people know Cyborg from the Teen Titans cartoon, but on the other hand, you look at a lot of the Teen Titan characters from the cartoon, they're so vastly different. Sure. So clearly, they're not saying, well, people watch this cartoon, maybe they'll start reading comics because it doesn't work that way. So it's just I don't know. That's that's. So, yeah. But, I mean, and, you know, the sad truth is that, yeah, books that star black superheroes don't tend to sell terribly well. And that's that's unfortunate. Like, you know, yeah. they're they're practically throwing members of the Bat family onto almost every cover of Batwing. Uh, you know, they've got uh, Green Lantern Corps is more Guy Gardner's book than it is Jon Stewart's. Uh, yeah, I, I think mean, it solo would be cool. It would be. I would love to see it, but... I mean, it might not make business sense to them. It is a little bit crazy that he's not even on, like, another team. Like, that he's he's in no other book, pretty much, besides Justice League. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but Like, yeah, like, throw him, throw him into, not even the Teen Titans, because he seems a bit old for that. But whatever, something, anything. He could have been on Justice League International, and I know that book's been canceled now, but at yeah. least it would have been something. <laughs> um, next is from Agent Prince, whose real name is Kevin. <gasps> um, a couple of questions. Mark Miller, what are your thoughts on his work? Love him. Not all of his books, obviously. <laughs> I like him. I'm Sarah. one of his biggest defenders on the show, I know. He's all right. <laughs> mm-hmm, sure, sure. What's his best and his worst? His worst? <laughs> best and worst. What's his best, sir? What's his worst? Red Sun is his best. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. I always forget that he wrote that. I like Old Man Logan. I, I people, really... I, I, would, I, I know some people in this room don't like it. Yeah. Uh, what would you say? Is Blind Hawkeye. Come on. Spider-Mobile. His worst? I don't want to focus on the negative right now. But that's the question. All right, fine. Nemesis. Really? <laughs> I haven't read that. Yeah, there's some... There's some I really it was too. It was too much. Pushing, yeah. Like, I understand that Mark Millar is all about pushing the envelope and being really, you know, doing some crazy stuff, but... Mm. There's a point where you're just where you read something and you're like, oh, okay, so this is just completely gratuitous. I, I really dislike Wanted, in retrospect. Really? Really liked it at the time, but now it, it seems like a, a story that would have been written by a like picked on kid in junior high. 
Like it, it really doesn't hold together at all well for me. I hate the protagonist. I actively hate the protagonist. Eminem. <laughs> yes, Eminem and Halle Berry. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, but I, I would agree that I love Old Man Logan. <laughs> Agent Prince said, um, I started reading his work when he did a few strips for 2000 AD back in 93, but they were awful. (laughs) See, Big Dave, if you don't believe me. It seems that all his work is created with intention of getting the big screen treatment with Matthew Vaughn, director of Kick-Ass, often co-plotting with Mark. Um, I mean, yeah, he he writes big bombastic stories. Yeah, because like um, Super Crooks, Mm. Or not, not Super Crooks. Um, Secret Service. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and Super Crooks is okay. I liked, um, what was that one that he did with Lionel Yu about the, the superhero kid? Oh, um, 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 Superior. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the, the end was a little like, okay, yeah. 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 Um, how much Judge Red have you guys read? Now that 2080 finally has a digital comics app, will this encourage you to read more of its 35 years worth of content? I've read quite a bit of it, actually. Yeah, I've, I've read I read a lot more in the beginning than I have lately. Um, I can't I believe that series is still going. That's awesome. Like, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to keep even with like the the, the return of the judges, the dark. It's like I there, I keep meaning I was there have been I, a few of those. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like I'm going to review it this week, and I had the issue, and I, I, I've read a lot of the dark judge stuff. Um, I recently read uh, what was it? The one where like the the prisoners escape from Saturn or something and they wind up coming to Mega City 1 and trying to destroy it um, with a disease. Um, Do you believe Rob Rob Liefeld sealed his own fate with the D-list Deadpool comments? So to explain this, um, this was like a few weeks ago where he was talking about that Marvel only puts their D-list talent on Deadpool book. Oh, they should never I put their, their top talent there. And then, and some it's people are difficult. like, like, what really? Have you lost your and like, like, like Dave Johnson's, he's like, oh, thanks. And, you know, yeah. and, and, and then Rick Remender is on X-Force. Right. Yeah. He mentioned something about that too, right? And, and Daniel Way has been doing it for like, what, five years? Yeah. yeah. And he's doing a good job. So. He's doing a great job. So, and, but what, what he was trying to say is that they don't put like their top names, that it's supposed to be like the, just, uh, there are a million less offensive ways to say that. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, he's got he's kind of got a point, but it's also like, a why do you care? You didn't write Deadpool with a personality. And I'm trying so. to think like, was Joe Kelly considered D-list? Fabian, or Joe Materia, like <laughs> Damien or Damien Nicesia. Uh, he's been doing comics for like as long as Rob Liefeld, I think. Yeah, they co-created oh. Deadpool. If you want to, mm-hmm. and it's like. Yeah, that's, that's like what does he want? Like Matt Fraction, yeah. or Bendis? Like what? Yeah, who's Alan Moore? I don't know. I kind of feel like Marvel has less of a stratified. Ellis. Like I would love to see Warren Ellis on Deadpool. Um, I feel like Marvel has physically less or strat- yeah. I know what I'm writing tonight. Um, Warren Ellis takes a lot of Instagram pictures of himself. Does he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are just, we talking about that? Just just talking about Instagram. Did you know that he's in his forties. I did not know that until recently. Yeah, the guy looks like he's in his late 70s, but he's actually only in his 40s. That's not a compliment. (laughs) It's not, but well, I'm sure he's well aware of it. Like a diet of scotch and cigarettes doesn't exactly keep you looking youthful. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, so poor Rob Liefeld. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. um, Rich Bourne says, my question is on a subject of superhero novels. I have several Spider-Man novels from the last two decades on my shelf, along with a few around the continuity of JMS and his run. 
I was wondering if you have read any novels featuring superheroes and how the difference feels when you have no art to help tell the story. Um, and for those interested, um, I've read some. I don't know. If, I've not, I've not read any. Uh, I, I, I still have some in my my garage. I hear good things about Wild Cards. See, I never George I never, R. R. Martin, never never read those superhero stories. Um, like I have a Kingdom Come novel, like hardcover. Interesting. There's a, a Night's End one. Denny O'Neill actually wrote wrote that. Um, but uh, the, but but then there's a lot of like paperback novels. Sure. Like there, I had, there's some X Men ones. Was that um, one that Bendis wrote recently? The Oral History of the Avengers. I don't know about that. I heard really good things about that. But then there's like some Spider Man ones, and um, I read this. There's this Hulk one by Peter David because you know he he wrote like all this, like Next Generation Years novels. Of Hulk. Um, the Hulk one was weird because <laughs> Hulk, so this is when Hulk and Betty were were still married before she died or didn't die and she actually got pregnant so there's a whole thing of like what 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 does this mean and it's like that never happened so it's like weird it was like such a departure from the comics sure. from like the dude that was writing the whole comics maybe know. maybe that was what he wanted like yeah. maybe he wanted to like take advantage of the fact that he didn't need to be so yeah. shackled by continuity yeah so so it is it's weird but i i would be up for seeing more novels sure you know and and i'm know a lot of these writers can do it so it's a very different process writing comics versus novels yeah um rich says for for those interested i recommend the sinister six trilogy by adam troy castro Hmm. it features a member of the six who is claimed to be peter parker's sister (gasps) there you go um let's see anthony g boyo um. So he says when the original five X Men are going, um, when they they get to the present, which meeting is Sarah most looking forward to? Anthony uh, G. Boyle wants to know, you, uh, like the Marvel Now book that you're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So his his he's looking forward to Angel and meeting Archangel. Is what he's he's getting at. Are you looking forward to any meetings? When the the first X Men come forward? Oh, in time? I I know what he's talking about. Oh, okay. I just don't know. I guess Jean and Emma. If Emma survives, <laughs> you don't think Emma will survive? Well, that's the whole thing. It's like Corey thinks she's going to die. I think he's, he's spoiling her, it. <laughs> I think it's going to be either her or Scott and. I think Emma's more likely because, as Tony pointed out, we've seen someone who looks like he could very well be Cyclops on the cover of one of the books, and we have not seen Emma Frost in any of the promotional material. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. If Emma's like, like, oh, there's and they're kind of they're kind of vilifying her a little they, bit. They can't really kill Emma, though. I hope not. I hope you're right. <laughs> She's kind of becoming a bit more villainous as as this whole thing goes on. Yeah, that's not completely out of character. Sure. No, I'm not saying it is, but Nick Pepin. Says a trade I've been dying for is a new Fifty Two um, was Swamp Thing. I have it now, but there are there any you've been waiting for? Any trades? From the new Fifty Two. I've been keeping up pretty well on the books that I, I care to read. So uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay, I don't know. Um, aside from 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 Batman. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't mind the Batman books coming out in trade as opposed to hardcover, but. Maybe Batman Incorporated. 
Yeah. Um, <coughs> Martin Gray, which DC book would you say wasn't revamped enough in the New 52? Wasn't revamped enough? Yeah. Because he would say Green Lantern can the Crayola, Crayola corpse. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like the uh, the Spectrum Warriors or whatever they're calling them. Yeah. <coughs> um, I don't know. I kind of like that they didn't revamp Green Lantern personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's it's good. Weren't revamped enough? I guess Voodoo. <clears throat> Not enough. In what way? Um, it doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, she was totally revamped, I, I would say. Yeah, but then they, like, changed her, and they didn't have any consistency, and I don't know. I kind of, I kind of actually, I kind of know what you mean, because I feel <laughs> the same way about Stormwatch. I feel like their whole thing of, like, it's not a reboot, except it totally is. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, suddenly Midnighter and Apollo are meeting for the first time, and we have to awkwardly shoehorn their romance into it as a Instead of letting it grow organically. I mean, that, that question implies, like, what did you have a problem with before the New 52? And I can't say that I had a problem with any characters well, beforehand. Well, most things yeah. are, are completely are different, except for, yeah. like, like, Batman and I, Green Lantern. But I think yeah. that there are more things that I'm unhappy with that changed than there are things that I want changed. Exactly. I would say there were more books that were too revamped as opposed to not enough. Yeah. Um, see, I'm trying to think. So, news we whole talked life help thing, yeah. Rob Liefeld left DC. I think we we touched on that. Did we mention nope. it? We, we mentioned his comment about Marvel writers, but <laughs> I think Sarah and I were talking about it before, and we were talking about it in the elevator, but yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, so yeah, um, that's huge. And man, he, he basically he, on Twitter, he's just going on saying, I'm done with DC, he is burning that bridge, too. And, <laughs> yep. And he's he's saying there's all these problems, and I got the emails to prove it. Yeah, he said. And he's like they took away a lot of his creative control on certain books. Editorial again, like complaining about editorial. It just it, it's it's. So I was talking to Sarah about it. it's like it it seems weird. So some people are giving a hard time for saying everything that he's saying. Other people are like, that's great that you're speaking out. <laughs> so it's like. It's weird. Like, if there's a problem, it's like, do you put it out there? Like, say, so, you know, people should know that this is not going right. Or do you not expose that? Because, you know, it's, who, who's to say you're I, the I one? I think it's gutsy. It? I mean, I think it's gutsy of him to go this hard against a company that, that he could have potentially worked for again. But I don't see that happening now. But I think, like, the difference between this and something like the Marvel D-listers comment is that a one is attacking management and like management practices and the other is going after <coughs> writers, which is more of an objective thing. Like what makes Daniel way a D lister? Well, and, but you know, Rob, I think he did say that like, like Dan and Jim were great. You know, they're really helpful. Cause I think he's, he's talking more about, you know, <coughs> regular, you know, the group editors or whatever. Sure. And, you know, and he's gotten some more specifics about like how he's had like, you know, multiple editors in his six month time on like one book. And yeah. so I think he, um, he's not completely burning his bridges, but still, I, but I think that there are also some ways that he could have said the things that he said without being so 
confrontational? Yeah, confrontational. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like if, if I was in his position and if, if I had like a horrible work experience <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm walking away. I don't know if I would necessarily go out and say, yeah, that place was really bad. And you know, all this crummy things were, were well, he's happening. not the first one to do it either. You know, we yeah. had Perez, uh, we had, God, why can I never remember the guy who wrote static shock? John Rosen. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I just, I guess I don't see the kind of the point. I, um, just because people don't know that this stuff goes on. People it, see Rob Liefeld on the cover and they assume that is who wrote the book. If his name is in the author, but it's almost like, 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 yeah, look, I'm, I'm, you know, saying all this stuff and I'm, I'm going to be gutsy and, and do all this. And, and I, I just don't know if, if it's absolutely necessary. It's like, like, you know, by you leaving, you know, that that's making a statement right there. Sure. And, but is and, it because that's all that, you know, sometimes that happens and sometimes it's like, ah, oh, we were just done with our working relationship as opposed to, I felt the environment here. Was but then, toxic. then you, you, you can just say that you're like, 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 yeah, that's not the place for me or I, I didn't care for it. Or, you know, that that's, but then he's going like just continues. I mean, if you read his Twitter feed, which is, you know, where it's all at, it's just like on and on and on and on and on. It's like, he might know. be piling on a bit much, but I do think that it's important that people be made aware that, like editors can completely rewrite a book and just keep your name on it, even if you didn't write a single word. I think that's weird. That was on there. I don't think that that's right. No, I don't think it is either. And there, I mean, that makes me wonder if there have been books that have been completely rewritten mm-hmm. and then, like, by editorial, but the name of the writer stays on the cover. And, you know, that's bad for the writer because if something they've written does gets like really bad press that was that was why rosin came forward that they didn't really (laughs) write then that that sort of tarnishes their reputation as a writer what if it was the opposite like what if they wrote something that wasn't that good and then it was rewritten it was (laughs) like so i mean that's kind of unethical too but i'm i'm just saying that either way that editor is going to keep his job but that writer might not be able to he, because if the book gets canceled because of decisions that are made by editorial, the first person to go is the writer of that book and he's replaced by somebody else. And so that stays with him in his career, you know, and and that's that's the thing that I have a problem with. If that's what happens, then dude straight up said after Static Shock got canceled, like I need to set the record straight because I can't get work because of Static Shock. Like he was like, people just hate that book so much, and they think that I wrote it. And I here are the three things that I wrote, and it was like three very minor things. He's like, these are the things that they kept. Everything else was the editor and the artist. I just wonder <laughs> if, if there's like confidentiality agreements. There's probably, and you know, so is this like breaking them? Yeah, maybe because like I, I, I believe we have confidentiality agreements. But yes, we do. Do our freelancers have confidentiality agreements as well? Yep. <laughs> so and I don't know. So. I mean, I can't imagine that they won't have them. There's a reason why people don't talk to us about things. <laughs> yeah, but know. maybe they're just not afraid of that, the companies. Like, maybe if they do it publicly enough, they're not going to go after them. Yeah. But even, there's um, <laughs> but there's been some things that have happened Marvel in the past. Like, there's one artist who I won't um, mention their name, but they they talked about how, like, sometimes their art would change. Like they would draw something and then someone else would come in and change like this or that. And it, and for them, it's just like, that's not my art. 
and then you know you change it for whatever reason you you felt this was too violent or not violent or whatever so it's like you know it's kind of the same thing you know it's putting their name out there and you know even if you have you know a bunch of people and i don't know if they they even do this anymore because you know they used to have the bullpen you know so it's like i don't know if that's a common practice where if someone tweaks something so i don't know but i mean to an extent um you can make an argument for for the fact that editorial is mandating certain things because they uh, these creators don't own the characters, sure. you know. So they're being hired to write a book that doesn't really like for a, like write a character that doesn't really belong to them that belongs to Marvel or DC or whomever. So ultimately, the publisher is the one that has like final say in what goes out. It's the fact that their names are on the cover mm-hmm. of the book, and and everything that happens in that book is tied to their names. I think that that's the big issue. <coughs> that's all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because yeah, I didn't even know about that until I read uh, Warren Ellis's book "Come In Alone," which was a series of essays that he originally posted on the internet about the comics industry. And uh, some of it's pretty dated now. Like this was back when when Marvel was owned by I think Hasbro, so a lot of the stuff that he said there is now dated, but yeah, he was, he straight up said like editors can write entire books and keep whoever the writer's name is on the cover and not even mention themselves except as editor. And yeah, I, I was shocked when I read that. I did not know that that went on. So I, I think, I think Liefeld is at least bringing awareness to something that needs to have awareness. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize because if, if they read something that's bad, they immediately, um, look at the writer mm-hmm. of that book and say, I hate this guy because right. he wrote blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah. Like, so, yeah. I, I kind of feel like <laughs> these guys are doing something like... Then again, I, I don't know if... I don't know if I would have gone the same route as Liefeld. Sure. He might be... Like I said, he might be piling on a bit, but I, I liked that Perez went public with it. I liked that... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else? Uh, last bit of news... In January, Ed Brubaker is leaving Winter oh, yeah. Soldier. That's sad. Oof. That is sad. So, um, has he announced anything, or is he just working on indie stuff? Or? Yeah, because he's got Fatal, mm-hmm. Fatal, <laughs> Fatally, Fatally. Um, so yeah, he he started. <laughs> I guess it was in two thousand five mm-hmm. when he started like Captain America and all that, and and he's the one that brought Bucky back and made it work. And yeah, so um. Issue 14 is going to be the last issue. Alas and alack. Um, yeah, so I guess he announced it. Do we know it. who's taking over? That- um, yeah, it's going to be uh, oh, <laughs> Jason Latour. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. Um He's best known for his work on Loose Ends and Untold Tales of Punisher Max. Okay, I've read a couple of those. So, it's so in January, Brubaker's gone. And um he did say that he you know, he'll he'll probably come back. Mm-hmm. Um cuz he said Marvel's like his home, but I think he's just he just wants to focus on on indie stuff now. And that's fine, but it sucks. Yeah. It's like you got to do what you love, but yeah, it is because that book has been really good. <laughs> yeah, so I, it's going to be weird. Like someone else doing Winter Soldier. So it's like yeah. one of those things. Like, should they cancel the book? No, but it's like it's going to. 
it was kind of his baby. Yeah. This whole Bucky thing has really been, and now that they're doing the movie too, that's. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's like, you know, Neil Gaiman wanted to be done with Sandman. It's like, get someone else to write it or just they, they let it go. Yeah. You know, that was like huge for them. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was very tasteful of them actually. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Whew. Sarah. Cool. All right. <laughs> Um, that's it. Nothing else. No. Nope. You want to tell people to watch the Deadpool three minute yeah, expert? If you haven't watched the uh, Deadpool three minute expert, watch that, share it with your friends, show it to your mom. Um, your mom might like it. It's pretty funny. Tony did a great job. Thanks. And Joey produced it. Um, and just, <laughs> oh. just, just to clear. Yeah. Joey, Joey Thamelli. Yeah. So, I, miss, I miss Joey. Handsome um, Joey. Yeah. Um, and what I just want to clarify about that, because a lot of people are like, oh, it's great to see it back. It's not necessarily back. So um, we were able to work things out to make this happen. Um, I I'm, I can't guarantee there will be another one or there will be another one anytime soon. And I will straight out say, you know, a lot of it depends on the views. I mean, views are good. I'd love to see uh, insanely better. But so that that's what what it comes down to is like can we justify having more of them and i would i would love to do more even though they're such such a pain in the ass to do <laughs> i i curse so much when i'm doing those and i i absolutely hate the character while i'm working on it but then after i but watch then it after you watch it it's I'm like, like oh, sublime i remember this character i used to like this character i do like this character. <laughs> <laughs> i like this character once upon a time that one, why you've never done one for batman no, I mean, I mean, I've always kind of avoided the big characters because there's so much. Yeah. And part of it is like, you kind of already know about Batman. His parents were killed. He trained. He became Batman. And then it's like, you know, what do you go from there? Because I, I think I don't he know died. if someone suggested he it before. Again. It's like, it's like, what about do like a three minute expert on Hush, like the the, the arc? Mm. I mean, that that would be more doing like a story arc, three minute mm-hmm. expert on something big. Oh, but, that would be cool. You know my but, feelings. But it's like, Hush. like, like, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't do one like on Spider Man or Superman because. There's just so much big events. There's a movie you can watch. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've I've just done a different characters like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. And um, do you want for Squirrel Girl? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I did some like like I did the Wonder Twins. I did. <laughs> okay. Did, well, I, I did the Source Wall. Did you do them getting eaten by uh, I think the Source Wall is the a dog. Good. Yeah, but that that's the thing is like Source Wall. Who's gonna like search the Source Wall and watch? You know, you know that I mean, was maybe, more obscure. Maybe thing. Now more we than front page it. Yeah, I, I I did Hobgoblin because I loved the character. Yeah, and, and now he's back. So that that's <laughs> that Spoiler, holy cow, man! What he's been he's been in like three issues. Jeez, uh, it wasn't even a big reveal. He was just there. Um, there was one bit of news <laughs> we didn't talk about. Is that me spoiling things? Justice League number twelve. Oh yes, Spider Spider Man, Spider Man and Wonder Woman are hooking up. Spider Man and Mary Jane are done. He's going with Wonder Woman. Superman and Wonder Woman are the new. Sounds like the ultimate crossover. New power couple. That's cool. So powerful. Is it? You don't think so? I I don't know. Like it's always seemed a little too on the nose. Like I actually think Alan Moore made a joke about that in For the Man Who Has Everything. When, There's like, been they kiss at the end of that, and Wonder Woman's like, "Why don't we do that more?" And Superman's like, "It's just too obvious." <laughs> They've they've been together lots of times. Sure. There's been lots of stories, and I think the Dark Knight Returns, for uh, instance. I think that it makes sense. So, uh, it makes a certain degree of sense, but it, I almost feel like it makes too much sense. <laughs> I think that it is okay because eventually he'll get with 
Lois. Yeah. So people, I think people need, there are a lot of people that are angry. Of course. And it's not, I, it's not a permanent thing. Comics just, are not permanent. Just, let's see where it goes. Yeah. If it's a few months, maybe a year or two years. And then, you know. I, I think there is no better time to do it. I will definitely say that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah, if you're going to reboot the, if you're gonna reboot the marriage, erase let's the marriage. Go. I kind of think it's cute. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I, I've always sort of liked the idea of, of uh, the two of them together. Because Superman is the man of steel. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that image of Spider-Man and Superman. What? No, no, there, there's, there's, there's a crossover where Spider-Man's like on the ground. And he's like, Superman, how did you get hard or so hard so suddenly? Excuse me? And on that note, Whoa. we're out of time. I think I know what the image for I probably should have left this room long before that last <laughs> little bit. Okay, guys. Thanks for uh, listening to this week's Comic Vine podcast. Don't forget to go to our video page and check out the three-minute expert on Deadpool that Tony was just talking about. And let us know your thoughts on this Wonder Woman Superman thing. We've got an off your mind on our news page where you can spout off and tell us exactly how you feel and whether or not you think it's a good idea. Other than that, I think that about does it for us. Thank you for listening, and you can hear us next week. Bye. And... You can just listen to this podcast all over again. Happy to go out on an up this note. Is the song that I know a song that gets on everybody's <laughs> nerves. All right, you guys are done. Yeah.